Yeah, I know, it's recording, I'm just... Ah, Pacino! I think everybody should do Academy Award winning actors as exclamations. Don't you? Ah, De Niro! Ah, Dustin Hoffman. Or, or actresses, I don't want to be sexist. It could be uh, Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren's a good one, actually. Okay, I think you tested it out. Welcome to the Crooked Table Podcast, where we discuss the world of film from a fresh angle. And now your host, Robert Yanis Jr. Welcome to the Crooked Table Podcast. This is Rob. And this is Kai. On this episode, we're doing a long-awaited crooked commentary of Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Oh, no. Um, if you haven't, haven't heard uh, our previous crooked commentaries, they're basically feature-length commentary tracks. We sit down and watch a movie and just, you know, mute it, obviously, because we don't want to get sued. And... Um, you know, talk talk throughout the whole thing. Basically, our thoughts about the movie as it's happening, our uh, you know whatever scene is on screen. We've done this twice before for the room, uh, which that was like episode twelve or something. That was really early on in the life of the podcast. And then uh, for Nightmare Before Christmas, which is one of my favorite movies, and uh, I don't know, like episode forty something or whatever. So we were long past due to do this again. And you do know next time, because we've watched all your movies, we're going to have to do oh, we've one said that on before. Crybaby. Oh, no, not that. We, we could do Clueless or whatever movie you want. What other movie? What movie would you even pick? We feel like we talked about this last time, and we never did uh, an episode for a Kai movie, because Kai, Kai is not the one that it's supposed to podcast, so right. Kai doesn't think about it, I guess. No, we, we need a really decisive one. Divisive one? Yes. One that we hate? One that one of us hates and the other one really Because, okay, so the thing is, The Room was a, was an uh, obvious pick because it's one of the worst, one of the best worst movies ever made. And it's just a fun movie to watch and talk shit about while you're watching it, just because it feels like it's kind of made for that. They made a whole movie called The Disaster Artist talking about why it's so terrible and get great at the same time. Um, and The Nightmare Before Christmas, as Kai implies a moment ago, uh, is a very divisive one in this household because I think it's one of the best animated films ever made and it's probably one of probably my top 25 films of all, all time personally and like my personal favorites and Kai doesn't really get it or appreciate it and is just like eh I don't understand what this is about sort of right yeah sort of I mean I don't hate it though but it's not your thing right yes and you don't really care for Jack Skellington or the music because you're like because you have no soul I guess <laughs> <laughs> So uh, ever since, I think, yeah, maybe even before Nightmare Before Christmas, I was like, you know what we should do? We should do an episode on Scott Pilgrim. Yes, you've because, been saying this for pre-Our Daughter. Because it's probably the epitome of a movie that Rob really loves and that Kai really doesn't understand at all. Um, would you say that? It's pretty accurate? Is, so, it, is it time for my famous quote? So yeah, you want to say your famous quote, what you always say whenever we talk about this movie? Uh so back, uh, Rob first showed me this movie seven years ago. Well, a little over seven years ago when we first got, to, first started dating, and I, we finished watching the movie. And I said to him, you know, I I appreciate the fact that you like this movie, but I never want to see it again. And here we are. Yes, because and I've, I've persistence, seen, everybody. Yeah. And I've seen you watch it like in the background and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like watch the movie with you watching the background, but I haven't seen it in uh, full. Full movie and it's, mode in and it's, seven years. And it's, and it's full glory. Or infamy. I guess, whatever whatever the case may be. So I saw this uh, I saw this film, I think we rented it from like Redbox or something. Uh, probably, I guess, 2000, probably 2011. We, we were together, I think, but 
not even living together or anything, but we were dating already at that point, right? When yeah. I first told you, I saw this weird movie. Yeah. There were dragons or something at, the, at one point. Oh, yeah. Um, and it was sort of, I was watching it and it was in the background. I guess that's very, this is a good background movie just because it's so visually interesting. Um, and so I liked it, but I didn't quite get it. I felt like I needed to see it again to really understand what the hell was going on and what the themes uh, what the themes were and, and how, how, uh, how carefully it was executed. Um, so then I, I think I rented it again, maybe. And then I fell in love with it. And then eventually bought it and watched it many more times since then. There's actually even a website called listentoamovie.com where I listen to this movie, just listen to the movie several times without even watching it. So altogether, I've probably listened to this movie about a dozen times and maybe watched it half of that much at least. Wow. And, the, and it's actually been a couple of years since I've watched it. I haven't seen it since our daughter was born. So this will be interesting for me. I'm part, of, part of the reason I'm excited to record this is I'm getting a chance to watch this again. And, uh, and you know, watch it with you and have our conflicting viewpoints going. So um, in case you're not familiar with Scott Pilgrim vs. the World and How Dare You, uh, it is the third film, I guess, third feature film from uh, writer-director Edgar Wright. And uh, he did, uh, before this, Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz. Uh, and then after this, he did The World's End and Baby Driver, which uh, all of all of those films of which I think are really, really solid to like damn near some of the best movies ever made. Uh, so, so yeah. And this was, you know, the Blank Check podcast, which I mentioned a lot on this show. I, they haven't done Edgar Wright yet, but if they did, this would be the movie where he got a blank check to do whatever he want and it went and crashed and burned on him. This did not do well at the box office at all. I'm going to pull up the stats. I should have done this before. But I believe it made like $30 million at the box office and probably I cost like... I heard of it when it came out. Yeah. And it's funny. It's one of those movies sort of like uh, Snakes on a Plane that had a lot of like hype online. And, and yeah, see, 31. Wow. Yeah, see? Wow. You know it, your uh, it cost 60 and it made 31. And it only made 47 worldwide. So it didn't even do well or internationally or anything. So, uh, so that's what's happening. What happened with this? So, this was a big gamble that did not pay off, unfortunately, um, for anybody, including the Universal Studios. So, but it seemed like it was a payoff for the, these actors. Yeah, for these, they've been in everything. Yeah, it's got a really great cast. I'm sure we'll talk about that as we go along. Um, and it's become sort of a cult classic for you know a lot of different reasons that again we'll get into. So, we're just going to start with the film from the beginning here. I have it paused. It's not even a black. It's a black screen. It's not even the universal logo yet. So, um, do you have any other pre thoughts about the movie, or you're like? And uh, we're doing a little bit of drinking because it makes it makes it makes the commentary, commentary more, more fun. fun. So, jinx. shout out to Apothic, Apothic Rose, which is not a sponsor of this episode, but uh, might as you know if they want to send some wine or to our way, I, you can you know send me an email at Robert. At, CrookedTable.com, and you know, well, let's let's get some affiliate work going on. Because um, we, we have ship it to our address, yeah, or just send it here, and we'll talk about it some more. Next episode, we'll do another crooked commentary with the, uh, you know, with the the Apothic brand uh, in the background, so to speak. So, okay, we're starting the here, uh, and there we have the Universal logo up, and uh, it's it looks like a video is, game. The globe is spinning. It even they even did the eight bit. Um, they even did the eight bit. Like music here for the universal theme. Yeah, so it no, looks they're going all in. Basically, it's, very, very, it's pretty much like with Mario Brothers, I think. 
Surprised this is a cult classic. They're now not making a, a ride at Universal. No, no, it's not. It's, nobody knows about it. You even said you didn't even hear about it when it came but out. But now people know about it. I, I probably want to mention, too, that that narration in the beginning, Scott Pilgrim was dating a high schooler. That's uh, Bill Hader doing the, the narration oh. throughout the movie. And uh, this is going to be hard for me not to just watch this. I know. So, Kai, what do you think about what's happening here? I know you don't do not like Scott Pilgrim whatsoever, even though his rating is awesome. This, as the screen just told us, I just it's also I don't understand why girls would want to date him. Um, he's kind of I can that's a valid. Question, he's awkward. I think. He's, but is he charmingly awkward? I think some of these girls tend to think so. I think well, doesn't Knives like him because he's in a band? Yeah, I mean, we're gonna get there. But yeah, yeah. Well, she's gonna come in in about two seconds here. So here we're meeting. That, and that's one of his bandmates. That's right? Young Neil. Yeah, Young Neil. Why is and he called that? That's he's a little bit younger than them. Them, uh-huh. I think. Like like a year maybe or something, and uh, Stephen Stills, the talent, and uh, Kim Pine, who's one of Scott's many exes. But she's oh Kim Pine, but not in real life related to Chris Pine. No no no, that's Allison Pill playing her, and then Knives Chow, who's actually not seventeen years old. She's actually older than all of these actors, which is interesting. That is interesting. But uh, so so yeah, so the, the the thing here that I think is interesting that they set up right from the beginning is that Kim obviously has some unresolved baggage with scott and scott's basically being like kind of like ramona leaving this trail of exes behind him but doesn't realize he's basically completely unaware of his actions and the way he's treating the people around him so that's why i think this movie is so interesting and you get it right from this first scene where kim seems totally disinterested and he's like oh you're the scum of the earth and like oh, i'm or salt of the earth oh, i'm at scum of the earth and who's that actress again the kim? Uh, allison pill she's been allison in pill, other right. things she's been in a lot of other things no yeah um, Snowpiercer. Knives is like, why do they have these names? Oh, two, 20. So he's two years younger. Yeah, yeah, see. Huh. And yeah, and she is. And you're getting already lots of name checks of Zelda and Tetris Where and a lot of. supposed to be set? Uh, I guess modern times, but it's its own little universe where people break out into like video game style fights <laughs> and it's just normal, which I think is the best way to play this. And here we got the, we have the first of many wonderful songs from this movie is We Are Sex Bobomb. And a lot of the music here was. Uh, at least co-written, or maybe just straight up written by Beck, which I think a lot of people didn't don't don't realize still. Even though he sings in the credits, or is it in the movie the his version of Ramona? It might be in there. Beck is movie. like super. He's like hipster, uh, right? which is why it's a perfect fit, right? Yeah, but yeah, look at, a, he, yeah I guess that's not really inside the living room, but that's pretty. Well, it's the way he's it's the angle. See, yeah. just the super super stylistic, just the way that the. The logo popped up and like the, uh, the I don't know. I love everything about this movie. So, so. when you read these comic books, did, right. were they, did it was kind of like this where it was talking about video games and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It sort of was. It sort of was. It's basically this movie is like comic books got together in a three way with old school video games and like indie, indie rock music. And the, the, they, had, they had a three way and then this is the baby that it made is pretty much what this is. Like the ultimate hipster of those three sort of uh, subcultures, I guess. Not that comic books themselves are really a subculture anymore, but um, but it's also, the the comic book is also very, those, ana- it's wait, very anime style. Those names, were those were those people related? I don't know. I wasn't I, I looking was, at the names, I, I was talking about the movie. Um, but yeah, if you guys see all the names that are popping up on the screen in the beginning, um, those people have been in movies. Like, yeah, I'm sure you all saw the name Chris Evans. Who is Bill now Pope? He's Captain done a lot of the DP. America. Are you, did you just literally tell people that Chris Evans is Captain America? And Brie Larson, 
is now playing Captain Marvel. There's a lot of Marvel captains in this movie. I guess is the they're Brian Lee O'Malley did the comic books, and of course I read them after the I saw this film. And good, good Edgar Wright wrote it because Edgar Wright is it. yeah it, Edgar Wright is very uh, very has yeah, it's directed by Edgar Wright. He's very he's got such a distinctive voice and it's 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 interesting because it's it's uh, in this pic she looks like she's horrified. Amazing. It's interesting that we're recording this the weekend that Ant-Man and the Wasp came, is coming out because Edgar Wright obviously was supposed to do uh, the first no. Ant-Man and that didn't work out. But it's hard. Can you imagine Edgar Wright doing a Marvel movie? I feel like he would, it would be too wacky. It wouldn't fit, fit with anything else in a way. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, yeah, because look at the, the weird aesthetic he brings to all his movies. Yeah. And it's of. very quirky and offbeat. And you've seen Shaun of the Dead and not the other two. We'll get there at some point. But, um, oh man, I love Wallace. Where's this supposed to be set? I know this is Toronto. In, it's, it's, it's still supposed set, to be set in, Toronto. in Toronto, yes. Okay. Well, I guess that's good. They're in Toronto filming this, too. Right, right. And I believe Brian Lee O'Malley is Canadian as well, so that makes sense. Oh, oh and I love this part here where everything in the poster, everything in the, in the lame poster, everything that's great in the apartment is Wallace's and all the crappy stuff is Scott's. Just the yeah, way, the way that they. It's like the only thing he has is a coat. The coat and the poster, the, the two girls kissing poster. Huh. Oh, that basic poster. Yeah, exactly. It went by really fast. Yeah, it did. There's so much. That so much is going. I think that's why you don't like this movie. It's, it's spastic. It is very spastic. And look, who's that? A younger Anna Kendrick. A young Anna Kendrick was now. Perfect. They got her own franchise, and was in this way before. So, right, she was in this after Up in the Air, but before, uh, yeah, before she blew up and made us listen to that Cup song a million times. What? Um, you look like you're confused. No, no, I was. It's also so. Is Wallace, are they, Wallace and Scott are they friends, or does Wallace hate Scott? That's a good question. Uh, they're friends, but Wallace kind of also is always bragging on Scott. But honestly, you you've seen this movie before. You know how Scott is. You would be ragging on Scott constantly too, because he's. And that's the thing. I think a lot of people don't. Uh, and there's Brie Larson for a second. A lot of a lot of people might not realize going into this is that you know they might criticize this movie that oh this the, but the main character is such a dick. He's like kind of a douchebag, and I'm like, yeah, that's that's the point. He's got to, he's got to realize throughout the course of the movie that he's is a douchebag and try and at least try and do better and try and be a better person. I think that's part of why this movie resonates with me. And Ramona, She's same only thing. Loud out when the sun the sun is up. <laughs> it's more like playtime. Uh, Kieran Culkin, by the way, straight up kind of steals every moment of this movie that he's in, which is why I think you don't get him very often because every time he's there, he he sucks up all the energy from Michael Sarah. Yeah, Michael's. I don't know though. I feel like Michael Sarah sort of plays the same character in everything. Like but he's this, still but, playing the yeah. kid from Arrested Development. I, yeah, but I feel like here they they sort of in a way weaponize his kind of social awkwardness and be like, look, social. He's using his his like oh innocent like uh, man boy body type and like his like uh, wide eyed innocence type of deal and using that inadvertently to break people's hearts you know what i mean mm-hmm. and and so in the way i think he kind of goes gets to go deeper with this character than a lot when he's just playing a straight up like you know oddball maybe maybe the other reason this movie didn't do as well is because i mean i don't know what happened with nick, and Nora, nick and Nora's infinite playlist i think that did okay actually. but maybe people were like why don't Maybe he Scott Pilgrim looked too similar to the Nick character. So like, okay, I've seen this already. Well, it could have been because that was in two thousand nine, right? And yeah, I think so. And it could have been a case of just Michael Sarah was like every was everywhere. You know how you sometimes like uh, she must oh, never listen to music. There was a because weird, They're not that good. 
<laughs> well, she makes a mention later on that like I just discovered good music. That they just discovered that there was good music like two months ago. Um, that line comes later, but there's a um, there's a there was like a year at one point where Jude Law was in like six movies in a year, that kind of thing. And then maybe Michael Sarah just spread himself too thin because he was in a lot of stuff around two thousand eight, two thousand nine, like Nick and Nor- like Juno, uh, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist, Year Who's One, Julia Youth in Revolt. Again? Julia is, uh, remember Steven Stills, the guy with the beard in the beginning scene? Uh-huh. That's his, his sort of ex, and she works at the record store and also at the coffee shop. And she is... And she's, uh, also, she's friends with his sister? Sort of, yeah. Basically. Oh. And that actress is Aubrey Plaza, obviously. Right. From, uh, what is she from? Community? Or Parks and Rec? Yeah, I forget which show. I don't watch either of those. Best friends, I think, since this movie. Oh, well, there you go. That makes sense. Oh, because they were in uh, Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates, right? Yeah. But she was great in that. Yeah. She kind of plays the same character, too. RB Plaza? Yeah. Well, she's got, uh, what is it, RBF? Yes. She's definitely got, but then this movie, this movie had pretty, pretty much, this is one of those films, and I feel like this is about the X, see all the subtle X's? That's intentional because of the oh. evil X's. Um, there's a lot of little things like that, little details. He's got an X on his jacket, like an X-Men pa- mm. uh, pa- um, patch. And, um, yeah, there's a lot. You see, the joke here is that... Do you think it's really that cool He grew right up now? across the... He's living across the street from his parents. This oh. is the joke here. Want to see the house where I grew up? There you go. Because <laughs> he's making himself sound super awesome, but he's actually kind of lame. Um, what, were we, what was I saying a minute ago? Um, I forget now. Of the exes? Yeah, so there's a lot of little tiny things like that that, uh, that ref, like sort of foreshadowing and little Easter eggs and references that are sprinkled throughout this movie. And here she comes. So in the comic books, and it men- she mentions it here in a line that sort of sounds like she's fucking with him. In the comic books, she there's there's like a sub. She mentions a subspace highway where she literally travels like through his through his head, like through his consciousness. Because he obviously never met her yet. Right. But in this in the movie, it's it's you know it's like a dream. But she just sort of manifests. Do so they later all sleep on. in the same bed? Yes, that's a joke. They have one bed. Yeah. He said at the beginning. Uh, yeah. Uh, Scott was like, oh, you see another bed in here? And Wallace is like, oh, I totally, yeah, you're right. You're totally my bitch forever or whatever. Oh, yeah, right. Because okay. they're not super, you know, they don't have that much money, but Wallace basically pays for everything. God, Wallace puts up with him. Mm-hmm. Well, so, Envy. So it's her, her name isn't really Envy, though, in real in, in the movie. It's just her. Is that That's her, her stage music? name, and she her name is Natalie. Now we're getting, like, ahead. Well, let's talk about the part of the movie that we're on. I know, I'm just... You're, like, looking forward. Like, well, here comes their, my girl. Wondering, who would name their child Envy? Hold on, hold on. Here comes my girl. There's Mary Elizabeth Winstead as Ramona Flowers. Uh, and I, w- I really liked Mar- Mary Elizabeth Winstead already before this from Live Free or Die Hard and Death Proof. But this is the movie where I was like, oh my God, I love her now. And she wears granted, jeans a lot of her movies. She is so, I mean, Ramona Flowers is such a, uh, like, prototype, not prototypical, but such an archetypal uh, manic pixie dream girl. Right. Like, like she's the, look her up the definition of Manic Pixie Dream Girl in the dictionary. Where did that originally, that I don't movie? know where that came from exactly, but it's like, oh, isn't she so cool and quirky and random and blah, 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 and beautiful? Like, um, Natalie Portman in Garden State is another famous oh, book for yeah, everyone that everybody right, talks right. about. There's a lot of that. And she's, I, I recognize that Ramona Flowers is 100% a Manic Pixie Dream Girl when I say that I really love her character in this movie. I actually think she's a much more interesting character than Scott throughout this. Cause I actually remember this party. And I saw this movie seven years ago, only once. Look, you see how Kim is just sort of lurking back there? Um, Who was? Kim. Oh. Uh, but I think Ramona is much more interesting throughout this course of this movie because Scott is pretty much basically oblivious throughout everything until the end. 
um, just kind of wandering through it. Like, I guess I have to fight these people. I don't know. And yeah, Como knows everyone. I like even this guy. Oh, and I have that printed out. I printed that image. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. The I mean, uh, thing. Uh, yeah. That, that's just ridiculous. But that how did... Did they ever end up explaining how she got in his head? Yeah, Subspace Highway. I said that. But why can she go in there and he... Because, I, I don't know, the movie doesn't delve as deep into some of these things as the comic book does. One, for time and just condensing the story. And also because how stupid would that... How, that would be hard to establish in a movie that there's a subspace highway where you can like literally just skate through someone's head. How would that even work? That's why the movie just kind of dro- dro- you know, blows right past a lot of the crazy stuff. Like, yep, we're fighting. It's how, that's, that's what we're doing. All right. Oh, it's over. Let's move on. Let's go get pizza. She must be tall. Because Mary Elizabeth Winston, she yeah. might be. She's a great actress. I like her. Not, I mean, obviously, I like her because I think she's really attractive and I think she's really talented. And I love the way her part. She has such comic timing in this movie. Um, but also, like, I think she's great. She's was really good oh in a movie God, called. He's being so lame right now. Oh yeah, go ahead. You want to? You that's a good. I've talked too much. You, yeah, you should, you no, should. it's just too bad for Knife Chow because she's so young and naive that she's just like, oh my gosh, Scott's so smart and. And meanwhile, she's like, okay, you're kind of lame. And, and. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. And she already has seven other exes. Well, evil and, exes. I don't know if all of them turned evil. It's, un, it's unclear if they're all evil or not. Yeah, I don't think. Because Evans' character is evil. Yeah, he is. He's in the League of Evil Exes. I know, but. Yeah. They, and it's weird that they know all the same, they know all the people, but then she's never been in anything before. But I guess that's the point. Oh, what? That Amer- Ramona and Scott have never met each other? Oh, that's right. So she's American, So and they're all Canadian. Yeah, she just moved there. Yeah. From New York. See? From some guy back in yes. New York. Yeah. Oh, cool. I like that type of reputation. Oh, she's on another level? Men dying Jeez. at her feet? You want to be like that? But that's why she's in Canada, right? Because she get away from her evil exes. Right. She's trying to start fresh, basically. And she works for Amazon. Ooh. See? Oh, see? Spoilers. I just said that. <laughs> wow, you really... You really know this, this movie? movie? Yeah, you want to like we want to stop Ew, talking and I can take creeper. Well, it's, they used to they used to be together. I know, sort of. but then he's trying to be like with her again. Well, I don't know. They're college kids. They're a party. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so wait, yeah, basically he is. But so what is her what is her right to ban him from doing that? I mean, because it's her party. I forbid you so, from hitting it, uh, hitting on you know at but a, she at left. a party. Yeah, she's the one. See, she's the one I'm scaring off the coolest girl at a party, Scott. Jeez. She's, and she's meaner to him than his sis, own well, sister is. She's keeping it real, though. That, all this is true. And she's like justifying. He's like, what do you mean? Me and Kim are all good. And Kim's like, no, I'm not. Yeah, she looks freaked out. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing when you you don't get when you mute this movie is like the music and like the way it's timed, the cuts back what and forth. What a terrible name. Gideon. That's just an villain name. Gideon Graves, no, yeah. no less. It sounds like Dr. Doom or something, doesn't it? Yeah, sort of. Is he on the... F- Wait, why He's is he... sleeping. On the f- the, wall, the bed is on the floor. Oh, that's right. The that's mattress right. is on the floor. So it's like a studio apartment. Basically. Yeah, it's like a one-room type of deal. Why doesn't he just go back and live home with his parents? That's Scott? His house. I, oh, yeah. Well, he's trying to be independent. I don't know. I wonder if that's what the apartments really look like in Canada. I know so little about Canada. Like, I get to live vicariously. I don't know if Scott Pilgrim is an accurate representation of anything. Good point. Yeah. I don't, I've never seen a video game style fight breakout anywhere that I've ever been 
in my life. But you see, like, the sounds, the ring, and things like that. What do you think of, like, some of the stylistic flourishes here? Are they cool? Are you like, why would you need that? We heard, we heard the, like, the Why is Wallace always that. calling his sister? Because Are they best friends or something? Is that how they know each other? He's basically tattletaling on, on uh, Scott's misadventures. He called her when he was sleeping, too. That's the impressive thing. Jeez. Amazon CA, what's the website for that? I'm going to order hey, something what really like cool. When you're somebody's, and you're being gossiped about like that. He barely talked to her. He had like had that stupid come on and then... Apothic rosé, everybody. That's what that was. And then she thought it was lame and left. Pretty much. Oh, and then he gets a warning here from Matthew Patel, which is why it's interesting that he's like, nope, I don't want to... See, what it, that's the other thing. Everything he that happens to Scott in this movie, he basically brings on himself. He just got warned about... Yeah, he was going to be, you know, confronted with the league, and he's like, "This is boring." Well, I wonder, well, I wonder if, I wonder if um, the, the Matthew Patel let the other exes know. Like, if he tell, tell Gideon, did he tell um, the one? Well, Gideon's then? the one that put it together. Oh. Yeah. See, you know, that's the other thing. Oh. Where not only are we one person that loves this movie and one person who's like, eh, but one person that knows this movie really well and one person who's like, I don't remember any of this. What's going on? Right. Oh, and he didn't meet her at the bus stop. Because he forgot. Because mm. he doesn't. Because nice. the whole point she is better than him. Well, that's what Wallace said. Yeah. You're too good for him. Run. Um. The Scott's with her basically because it makes him feel good about himself. He doesn't right. really care about her. And now he's like, now he's found somebody else that that intrigues him. So now he's like, eh, what am I doing here? This is dumb. It's kind of like sleepwalking through this relationship. She's like, yay, we're in love. And he's like, I don't want to be here. Well, like, how long have they been even dating anyway? Not long. Like, two days? A few, a couple, maybe, maybe a week or a couple weeks or something. Which and is he, a lot in high school time. Well, for her, she's high school, yeah. And here's foreshadowing with the Nega Ninja. Don't beat yourself up about it, which later we have Nega Scott. Do you remember Nega Scott? Yes. Okay, that you remember. Okay. okay. And this video game, obviously, Ninja Ninja Revolution, a riff on Dance Dance Revolution. Not a real game. Ninja Ninja Oh, here Revolution we go. Is. Good. Try to do the right... No. Wait. It went black. I'm scared. Okay. It's oh, because black. Wallace gave him the ultimatum to break up with knives. What was what was his ultimatum? To break up with to break up with she had to he had to break up with, oh but he hasn't done it yet. He, oh, so he hasn't given Wallace hasn't given him the ultimatum yet. Oh, uh, okay. That's why I was like, what? Yeah, but he, you could tell that he wanted to say something to her, but he's not doing the right thing yet. He's dragging it out. You're in a band. And I'm like, yeah, I am totally in a band. Cool story, man. A great story, man. I love I love Kim. She's got like the queen of the uh, dry uh, one-liners. In yeah, this she movie. really looks like she's a miserable character in this movie. Oh well, yeah. Oh, you have a second bomb shirt. Yeah, but she's yeah. So it looks like she made that herself. That's, That's pretty a, cool. They should sell that on Etsy. I don't even know. She's so intense. Got their name from Knives is so intense in yeah, this. Yeah, she. Yeah. She, yeah, she's because this is like her first love, of, basically. Yeah, got a lot of energy. With a cool older, okay, quote unquote, quote, cool, cool older, yeah, okay, there older you go. guy. Um, what about the P bar? Do you do you like that that stuff? Like all the little video game things and the sound are they effects. Oh, uh, I don't even know. Stevens maybe. P bar. Maybe because he peed and he emptied right. his P bar. Okay, yeah. I do you can... like that kind of stuff, or do you think it's stupid? I don't know. Oh, in lockers. Okay, so he's it. Now he's having another dream. See the aspect ratio could change too. Right, that's true. 
Yeah, he's got a lot There's of so hair. much going on in this. That's what I'm saying. The filmmaking on this movie is here. Back, back in there. She's going through his head again. Um, so is this how she gets with her boyfriends? She goes to this look, highway? He, she's at his house. Um, I, dropping off a package. Dropping off the package that he ordered to basically get to talk to her. It's what a coincidence that it happens to be. She happens to be the only delivery person on Amazon in Toronto, but okay. Well, maybe seven years ago, Amazon wasn't big. <laughs> what do you think? She's like, do you want to go out sometime? He's like, nah, no, that's okay. Yes. Here's the subspace thing. Yeah. Look right here. She's going to explain it to him. Yeah. Okay. Three miles always, and 15 seconds. She always seems so bored, but I guess that's her character. Well, she's kind yeah. of detached from thing. We're either Pac-Man guy... <laughs> That gets some total ass. Do you do you like Ramona as a character, or do you not like I don't her either? Because she's so disconnected. Yeah, seemingly. Like, I'm like, what? I mean, I guess the thing is, I wonder. I just wonder what's so great about her. She seems bored. Doesn't but she's, disinterested in everything. But that was, you could see how that would be a turn on for guys. And a lot of baggage. She seems unattainable. So you're like, oh my god, I got to get with her. But you know, that's so lame. No, I mean. What do you mean that's so lame? Girls are like that with guys. We're just like, mm, whatever. I know. It's there's, this, lame. there's this great cutaway. This is great, like, not cutaway, but there's a great joke on Family Guy at one point where Meg's trying to get with this guy and he's like, oh, he's, she's like, oh, you want to go out sometimes? He's like, oh, I don't know. I don't play by anybody's rules, not even my own, that kind of thing. Girls so totally fall for that kind of thing. They're not on a date. They're going for a walk, is all it is oh. here. Oh. Because like no, she he, said, she, he said, she says, he he said, uh, um, she says, if if I say yes, will you just will you sign for your damn package? Oh, and like, so eight o'clock. So they're just going for a walk. Is all the time. Totally sort of a date. Her. Sort of a date. But she, I mean, yeah, I guess that's not a good sign if you need to like manipulate women to go out with you. Sort of. Yeah, but I mean, no, I just think just it's, I think it's lame on both sides if you're with emotionally unavailable people. And I mean, I'm also speaking from my own past. But right. She could have just left the package and walked in, away, though. Go out with people that are want to be with you, are engaged, are there, don't have to be manipulated to go on dates. It's a good lesson yeah. for everybody. Right. The more you know. Exactly. And then here, she's she's opening Look up at, to him a little bit. So she's talking about. She's like, I'm fine. Yeah, and he lives there, and she's from New York, which is, I'm assuming, not as cold as Toronto. And she's wearing, like, leggings and a skirt. She's got to look cool. She's a manic pixie dream girl, Kai. She changes her hair every week and a half. That's true. That's a wig, right? I'm pretty sure. Mary Elizabeth Winstead's hair does not look like that, unless she had it cut and colored for the movie. But yeah, most likely it's a wig. This is really cool. This And this is another of the many... Really kind of beautiful images in this movie. The two of them kind of holding hands and going through the door in that shot, which is, I think... And they're flying direct. through the door. Well, it's not... It's it's supposed to be sort of, you know, very fantastical in that way. Um, and I believe that shot's pretty much right out of the comic book. A lot of, some, of the, some of the shots are. And maybe that's, maybe that's why the movie didn't do as well, because... Because it's weird. They didn't set... I don't know. I don't think... I didn't expect that when I first watched this, and I was like, what is going on? Like they didn't establish the rules, so it it was fantastical, but there's no rules for for it. But I think that in a in a situation as fantastical and kind of ridiculous as this one, I feel like that kind of makes the comedy work more. If you don't feel like, all right, we're gonna explain how it all works. I'm like, who fucking cares? It's just a goofy, weird movie. It's not trying to be 
serious or anything. It's not trying to feel feel, Ew, feel so grounded. He was he didn't mean to walk in on her. But then here she goes. Oh, he's like, oh, that's very warm. What is that? Hey. Um, and by the way, we skipped uh, a part there. She tells him all the kinds of tea that he she has in the house. Well, oh, why did that? Oh, that's right. We sk- Earl Grey. She, she, yeah, sleepy time. Why is she kissing him? I don't know. Cause, they didn't establish that yet. Well, whatever. Um, I mean, yeah, I I agree with you. Scott Pilgrim is not really boyfriend material in this point in the movie. She doesn't, yeah, she doesn't even seem like she likes him that much. But she likes, maybe she likes that she clearly has the power in this dynamic. And he's kind of like a little intimidated by her or whatever. Um, but no, that thing with the no, tea. No, she is tall because isn't Michael Sarah tall too? I don't know. But the thing with the tea, she memorized all those things of tea. They were trying to, they gave her the option, do you want to just read it? She was like, no, no, I want to memorize it. She memorized all those like 20 different kinds of tea or whatever and read them sequentially in that, in that speed. Wow. Too. Yeah, so she changes her mind, doesn't have sex with him at least. That's good. I mean, I don't think he... Yeah, I mean, that's the other thing. When I first watched this movie, I'm like, I don't get this. Why is she into him? I think I think it starts out... I, I think she start, starts out being... Her like, old self? <clears throat> no, I think she's writing this thing out with Scott in, for kind of similar reasons to... Why he was writing out with Nine? Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you think so? Yeah, maybe. I think that makes sense. She's like, all right, this guy's kind of ridiculous and he's trying he clearly likes me so i have kind of the upper hand in this relationship and, and maybe that's why i don't me like feel her. good about me like, but it's but i feel like their relationship sort of evolves over the course of the movie because the movie basically and this is i, I wrote a, a post about this on crookedtable.com but why does she have to be with him? like why does she just make the Wait, like she just moved there and she's, trying to, start, she's trying to start over again like why why even bother like i could she's just my thought is she should be like, oh, yeah, I just moved here and I'm not really looking to start a relationship right <laughs> now. The Rocket, this club, fun fact, it said this place is a toilet. I don't think I've ever noticed that before. Like like a, a figurative toilet. Right, obviously. obviously. Of yeah. course. And yeah. uh, the shirt he's wearing, Plum Tree, is a band that has a song called Scott Pilgrim that's on the soundtrack. Um, what was I saying? No, but oh my the, the whole point How of this awkward. movie is that it's a metaphor. He finds this girl that he really likes and he literally has to battle her demons, her personal demons, to for the two of them to have a chance of, of uh, making the relationship work. Just like when you get with anybody in a relationship, you know, in our relationship or anybody that's met somebody, you have to work through the emotional baggage that you're bringing to the relationship, whether it's past relationships or, uh, you know, another marriage or, you know, personal trauma you've been through or like baggage with your family or whatever. You bring that into the relationship and the other person has to sort of help you kind of fend that off so that you can start and start anew with that person and like with a clean slate. And to me, that's what this movie's about. There I you go. I guess so. What happened to the drummer? Uh, there's a girl, it's a girl. In, wait, what part? There's a drum. It's the drummer picture was like sharpied out or something. Oh, I don't know. I didn't even catch that. There's a lot of things I probably haven't even caught, even though I've seen this so many times. Um, so here Wallace is clearly trying to make a move on Jimmy. And I guess that's something that happens a lot because uh, because Stacy points out at the end here when Wallace and Jimmy are making out that uh, they all, by the way, they're all girls. All the drummers in this movie are girls. So that's another joke. Uh, oh, that's says, right. So it's this band. So Because uh, Rob plays the soundtrack for me. And I didn't realize it was, this was a Not band. a race, guys. Not, uh, I thought it was Sex and Bomb. Oh, yeah. No, this is this, this guy, these people. Crashing the boys. We hate you. Please die. 
Um, this is the Toronto thing. This is the so this is like the first round, I think, of Toronto International Battle of the Bands. Yeah, obviously, because they believe, suck yeah. too. Um, right. What does D stand for? That's I think the, the D note. Oh, ding, oh. Ding, 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 whatever. Um, what was I gonna say? So no, so clearly Wallace goes after Stacy's boyfriends a lot because she says at the end when Wallace and Jimmy are making out, she's like Wallace again. So this is the thing that Wallace does. Wallace is. I could see some... I don't know how people in the LGBT community feel about this movie, but I could see them being kind of pissed about it because your only gay character is basically a man whore who's just, like, fucking any guy that he can get his hands on. So that's not a that's not a very good representation. And the guys, I guess, just turn, too. Yeah, so exactly. Sort of. Yeah, a little bit of that. Um, yeah, but I could see that. Wallace is also... He's also a really fun character, and he's really got some of the best lines in this movie. And he's the one that's always calling Scott on his shit more than anybody else. Um, so I was on the bus with my mom, and then uh, we made her just had her cut her hair again because she saw her in the bookstore and how he. And oh, how, maybe that's a good he, point. And how yeah. he was looking at her? That's possible. I didn't even think of that. She just show oh, later. She dyes her hair too. Yeah, with the and then the it gets really highlights. fucking like stalkery and shit. Give it up for our sex, bum bum. Um, she's a total groupie. She is a total groupie. She made her own. Looks like she made her own sex bum bum T-shirt. But yeah, she. It's true. She hasn't really heard good music. And these people all learned how to play, by the way. I'm pretty sure this is all them actually playing instruments and singing. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I've seen this actor in something else. The guy that plays Stephen Stills. I forget what I've seen him in, but he's been in other movies. And young Neil, I think, was in like Perks of Being a Wallflower or something. Yes, he looks familiar. Was he yeah. a bully in that? I think so. I think he was kind of that. And here he's kind of like the doofus that's uh, just... I guess hanging out with them backstage. I don't know if he's like the tech guy That's or whatever. That's a girl's problem. <laughs> she's the drummer in the other band. She's like, what the fuck? She looks like she's ten. Yeah, I know. I know. I love that. Look, Ramona's feeling it. She's like, what yeah. Is up? Okay. This guy's in a band. I like it. Girls and musicians, man. What do you mean? Whatever. What, what do you mean? What's up? Girls is he and, a bass player? The girls don't. Is so hold on, hold on, hold on. Girls and musicians. That's not a thing. I guess so. Okay, I thought so. But no, is Scott the uh, bass player? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, there's gonna be a bass battle later. Yeah, you because you would think. Look that, at what's uh, his face. Look at Jimmy. <laughs> and you would think that uh, Stephen um, Stills would have more of the ladies because he's the singer and the lead. Yeah, he's the main guy. He's the he's the main the head front you know the face of the band I guess in a lot of ways. And here we go, Matthew Patel, Evil X Numero Uno. I like uno. how I like how diverse in her like, Matthew Patel dating habits. I mean. Is. However, he's clearly an Indian guy, or of some re- somewhere in that region of the world, and so he, of course, breaks out into a Bollywood-style dance number at one point. So there's a lot of so this is the point of the so movie. So you think this movie is prejudiced? I think that ways. a lot of movies are, and I think there's there's certain stereotypes that this movie is playing off of uh, because it's a comedy. For first and foremost, I think you can sort of write it off to that's part of the joke. But, I mean, I would be remiss as a film critic if I didn't point those things out when they do show up, as they do in this film. Um, so, Edgar Wright has said that this movie is basically, he structures it like a musical, but instead of people breaking out into song, they break out into these ridiculous fights. Does, you know, you, does think that, I would, you think I would prefer that over musicals. Yeah, but you, you like... I like mus- dancing. You don't like musicals that much. But I, like, I'm a, I used to be a gamer. That's true. Like, that's Old, the thing. Rob and, and I used to be era, gamers. This is the era of late, late 80s, early 90s. This is when we were playing games, Mario and Zelda and all that stuff. Uh, even though I didn't, never really got too much into Zelda. Even though 
The other side of it is that a lot of the moviegoers now that buy movie tickets are the young, like the younger ones, like Generation Z, and they they're the ones with like the open open. Uh, oh, what's it called? I don't open. Oh shit! Yeah, I've had too many yeah. too much wine. I don't remember. Like open, with the Halo, the open world, basically. Yeah, thing. yeah, Halo, Call of Duty, and that really actually started with Mario World and the only ones, 64. Yeah, the only ones I only one I really got into was. Grand Theft Auto that you can just wander the whole city and cause havoc yeah. and I never got those games I'm I have, old school I have three of them but I from, oh, from PlayStation 2 I never went beyond that really because you know life and stuff um, what do you think about this do, what do you think about so he's fighting pretty well considering yeah, he's the, a doofus the, the choreography well that's the thing that this movie doesn't mention that the, the uh, comic book mentions Scott Pilgrim's supposed to be the best fighter in like Toronto or whatever oh he's one of the best fighters supposedly but the movie, that's like the mythology. The more of that mythology you explore in the movie, the stupider it actually seems as opposed to just running with, oh my God, what the hell is happening? Now they're fighting? This is weird. Because when she bra- when he breaks into song, is he a pirate angel? No, he's not. Um, pirates are in this year. Um, uh, Stacy, even when he starts singing, she's like, what? Like, wait, what? Now we're singing? What the hell is happening? So you, it's funny that the video game style fight everybody's cool with but when he starts singing they're like oh now it's gotten ridiculous yes go so ahead she now doesn't think story. it's weird that her ex comes busting through the no world. she knows about this oh she knows about the thing that was happening yeah sort of and so here you get the story about all the little jocks wanted her oh, oh it's yeah. from the comic book, and right? this is uh yeah these are panels pretty much from that's the style of the comic book strong very like anime style you know big eyes and uh, sort of that kind of, uh, I don't know, body style, body shape and stuff. Um, and they only kissed once because this was like junior high, basically. Right. So it was her first, probably her first kiss, I would think. But he's got mystical powers we're about to see. It's so funny because I was thinking of this song in the shower the other day. If you want to fight me. <laughs> did and you hear from Stacy. What? <laughs> Yeah, but okay. Well, that's so. How do you feel about that's the thing where I would? Oh, that's the other thing I didn't understand. The reason I didn't like like why the character. I mean, maybe I have a lot in common with Roman Flowers, as you told me before. But I was also like, why did she have seven boyfriends and she's only twenty two? Like seven exes. Like wow. Well, some of them are not. Well, he's got demon. He's got demon hipster chicks, by the way. Wow. Um, but of course they're hipster chicks. Look at the movie you're watching. Uh, I mean, like yeah, like you said, some of them are. Kai needs a refill. Some of them are not real exes. Kissing a guy once in junior high, that doesn't exactly count as like and an ex. Dating for, and like a well, didn't you tell me you're like, I had a boyfriend when I was like 10. I was like, what? Or younger than that? Uh, yeah, younger than what that. What was that? What was the age? Four. Four. You don't have a boyfriend when you're four. You don't even kiss when you're four. Really, like hold hands or something? You carried my blocks. No, we did. No, we did kiss. It's terrible. I was four. You had your first kiss when you were four on the lips. Yes. Oh God, <laughs> that's unfortunate. It explains so much, doesn't it? I mean, I don't know if it explains that much, but look. So, and then and he so he defeated coins. him. And he turns into coins, which is like you know a very Mario style uh, thing to happen. Tell your gay friends I said bye. Um, so wait, what did what did you feel about? Oh, here we go. How did you feel about Matthew Patel and his little uh, demon hipster chicks music Bollywood style thing? Interesting. Do you think it's fun, interesting, or entertaining, or whatever? I, it, you know, clearly this movie, oh, is the whole thing is go off the rails. And Sex Bomb wins the battle because the other band got vaporized by the demon hipster chicks oh, and the fireballs. Okay. You, that happens. You see, you didn't even catch it. 
because it happens no. really fast because this movie is like spastic very much so doom 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 like yeah and you know what the funny thing is we grew up with like 80s and 90s cartoons and i remember when freddie was younger watching some of the cartoons he was watching and i and they oh, here she goes she very, it. yeah here you go seven seven evil X's, yes defeat your evil so why X's. does she know about it why would they tell her Maybe, I mean, no, maybe oh, Gideon. Oh, God, it's just what he's from Gideon. God, he's so dense. He's like, I guess. Oh, my God. <laughs> she finds his, like, awkwardness kind of endearing. Uh, I mean, it's... I guess. I mean, she okay, yeah. I know. He's, yeah. I'm kind of awkward sometimes. You find my awkwardness endearing. Oh, and here you got the Seinfeld theme as he comes in. Boom, yeah, you're boom, a lot boom, nicer. Oh, uh, well, yeah, I'm not, a, I'm more self-aware. I'm also, a, like 13 I'm, years old. I'm, well, guy. yeah, I, but I even 22, I wasn't a douchebag. Um, um, so you had the Seinfeld theme when he came in. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, like yeah, it's like a right. Kramer entrance and people cheering so, and stuff. Yes. He's got to break up with knives now. He still has, and that's what she's going to say to her. He, or he's going to say to him. I don't know what she's getting. Um, wow, that's kind of mean. Well, insensitive. Sort of. Oh, here we go. Okay. That's the thing, too. You know what? I wonder. If you were to make put this exact same he movie, walks in his underwear. If you were to, were to take this exact same movie and strip out like some of the flour, the stylistic flourishes, like uh, the sound effects or like the little goofy, uh, the, the crazy editing and things like that, I wonder if you would actually be like, oh my god, Scott's an asshole, because he said like gaying up the place and walks over and having it muted without the the laugh track and the goof, the the uh, you know the sound or any of the other stuff added. And when you pointed that out, I'm like, yeah. And then he says he says that to to Wallace, and then Wallace kind of walks over, feeling looking sort of dejected. Mm-hmm. You know, so you don't. It's almost like you get so caught up in the moviness of this movie that you don't realize that Scott's being kind of an, an terrible to everybody in his life, even people like Wallace, who's letting him live there, what looks like rent free. Yeah, and not he's not contributing anything. He's using Wallace's TV and everything. Okay, there's Chris Evans, by the way. Yeah, to point I know. That out. We love Chris Evans over here. I do. Big fan of Chris Evans. Chris Evans, if you're listening, which you're not, but if you are listening, big fan of every, and then he became everything America you do. Right after this. Like, right? uh, yeah, like the next year was uh, yeah. the first Avenger. But I remember Chris Evans from Not Another Teen Movie. I didn't realize that was him in until after Captain America. I was like, wait, what? That was him in that? Because you, didn't see, yeah, him as, you didn't see him as the Human Torch, and he's the only really great thing about those movies. Right. No, I just remember. I'm like, oh, it's the guy from another teen movie. And another then- thing I just realized. So they showed the scene of Chris Evans in the phone booth and the camera sort of panning around. And this is, I never noticed this before. And then Scott's in the uh, phone booth making the call to Knives. And then the camera, it looks like the camera did a very similar sort of pan around move that it did with the Chris Evans movie scene. Oh. Like sort of paralleled those two oh, moments, which right. I never noticed that before. That's interesting. There's a lot of things in this movie. That's Edgar Wright's films for a totally different reason than... For a totally different reason than because I feel like this is about Christopher Nolan's films too. Christopher, I watch a Christopher Nolan movie and I still haven't seen Dunkirk twice. So I watch one of his films and I feel, I feel like I need to watch Christopher Nolan. You were watching the movie, so I'm letting you. Oh no! The same don't page. even say it. Don't say Love. it. He's like, oh shit. Um, I watch Christopher Nolan's movies and I feel like I need to watch them a second time to really appreciate or understand or uh, you know soak in every little detail of the story that's being told. And I feel like Edgar Wright's movies are like that. But in a different way, because there's so many like little Easter eggs or little references or little little 
setups and payoffs that you don't he at pick least up. It seems like he's hurt that he's saying this to her. <laughs> I like that you're watching the movie and not listening to what I'm saying. Well, that's good. I am listening. No, but I listening. know. That's okay. That's okay. I've seen this much more than you, so I don't need to follow it, really. I can just blah, 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 blah. But that's what the commentaries are for. How is that different than anything else? Is that what you're about to say? <laughs> no. You're looking at me like, good how point. is that different than anything else? Like, when the podcast is not recording, oh, you're... poor Knives. You're muttering on. It's okay, Knives. He's an a-hole. Uh, see, so he's like, oh, Knives is sad. Oh, but Ramon is smiling. All right, everything's good. I'm all right. He moves on. That's how fast it is for him to move on. But then meanwhile, he's breaking these women's hearts. Yeah, I'm not... I love this movie with a fiery passion. This is, again, like Nightmare Before Christmas, probably in my top 25 movies of all time. But it, favorite, my personal favorite. I'm not saying it's 20, 25 best movies ever made necessarily. Um, oh, there's so the scum of the earth line. Oh. Yeah, see, he's he not. Yeah, realize. he's not exactly. See, you're getting it now. Uh, if anything, this commentary might actually help you appreciate this movie a little bit more. Uh, that's a great gift, by the way, the shooting your head uh, thing that she just did. And did she talk to anybody else about this? Who knives? Kim. Kim. Yeah, about. Her I don't know. Her. Not her, not him, or yeah. if he did, she didn't, she's, if she did, he didn't hear it. And she's obviously very isolated because she's working with a bunch of guys, but. Yeah, well, all the like, girl, all the drummers in this movie are girls, so. And then Scott's obsessed with maybe she his, talks new, to young Neil. his new, new girlfriend. And then she changed her hair. Looks like she cut it too, like, style it better. It's all blue. I love that line where she's like, he's like, uh, you know your hair? He's like, I know of it. I think that's great. The way this is written is, is just genius. And I forget how much of that is from the comics and how much of that is uh, Edgar Wright and his co-screenwriter, whose name I don't remember right now off the top of my head. I don't have the We're in high school? Jeez, Kim. Yeah, he's an idiot. Um, and then, of course, he gets her out of there before she can talk to Kim anymore. Yeah, he's. I thought he thought they were good. He does think they're good. That's what I'm saying. That, like... Train ride, his, he's already thinks that, oh, Knives is fine, we're moving on, whatever. But he's leaving a, like a path of destruction behind him in every relationship when he does his crap. And he gets super neurotic about the stupid hair. That's what I'm saying. Like This is not a movie to watch and be on Scott. I don't feel like you're supposed to be necessarily on Scott's side through this. Do you know what I'm saying? That's true. And see, now he's making note about that again. Yeah, he's calling it back because like, it clearly was on his mind. Yeah, I kind of feel bad now. Now you pointed that out. I'm like, fuck. Scott really hurt Wallace's feelings by saying that. I mean, he didn't use the F the F word, the the F word for gay people, mm-hmm. but he also he did kind of marginalize him, like very much so in that moment. That's not very cool. But it's also, we're talking, and this never makes it okay, but we're talking about eight years ago. Right. Things were very different in... That's, uh, the, that's true. I mean... Mm-hmm. And they were on the they were on the trajectory. Still, Obama was still in office. Yeah. Not to but too political. But had been long been over. So, right, um, right which was, was instrumental in kind of helping uh, that the bread makes you fat thing. I I, I reference. Oh yes, a lot. you do. Bread makes you fat. He also seems like an idiot. <laughs> this is the song Ramona. Oh my god! But it's kind of cute when she's he's like I wrote a song about you and she's like you did like part like intrigued and part tight and touched and part like you know. You know, she's, her performance is probably her performance is probably one of the best ones in this movie because there's a lot of nuance to the things she does. I think, you know, it's more. It's like you said, she's, she's got a bit more restrained. She's yeah, she's got to play a lot of levels of. She's got to play that I'm into this oh, guy, God, but so... that he's also kind of a dick, and that I want to be vulnerable, but I'm also very protective of myself. You know what I mean? 
Does she always wear shir- um, shirts that match her hair? Because I think when she had pink hair, she was wearing a pink shirt. Maybe shirts. she might. Let's keep an eye on that. That's there's a lot. Like I said, there's a lot of little details in these move in in Edgar Wright's movies, but specifically, I think in this one, Scott's let hair that's haircut. This is exactly 431 days ago. So I wonder. So at least. So is it because? And I don't remember. Do they get to this? But is it because of the breakup with Envy mm-hmm. that made it was. him get like no get him kind of. To be kind of kind of an asshole to women, I yeah. think so. Yeah, but he broke up with Kim before. She dumped him. It was brutal. Uh, oh. Na- Natalie. So he actually uh, liked a person. Yeah, I think and then he, she he used he was probably like knives with Natalie with envy. And I can't. Then, it's just so crazy. It like when well, my coworkers asked me, I'm like, oh my god, it was the same girl. It's because she does look so different Brie in Larson? this movie. Oh, and she and in this movie, life. not only she looks so different, she acts so different. She's like. Oh, he's like, oh, oh, no, oh, no, I didn't know. And she's just like, she's like, puts on that like diva style voice, like, 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 basically playing like a stuck up rock chick. Yeah. And I think you told me you totally when we watched come. things like Don that. John. Oh, yeah. She's in that. She yeah, doesn't even talk. She's like, one you're line. Like, That's the same girl from um, Scott, Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim. I'm like, oh, my God. Well, what about Room? I mean, we're just a little premature to talk about Brie Larson, but. Oh, so this is a famous castle. Uh, Casa de Loma, I think they, they said it already. It's in real life? It's in really in Toronto? They fi- yeah, it's brilliant. So if we ever go to Toronto, which I want to do the Scott Pilgrim tour, uh, which they don't have, but I'm going to make my son <laughs> create my own. Like, oh, oh my this God, is you could charge tickets. I should. I should, you should rent create a bus. And and then, like, be here like, he comes. Here's your itinerary. Here's your boy. I know. God, he's got a lot of like hair. I mean, I think that's the eyebrows. character here. Is the eyebrows are clearly not... His eyebrows are not clearly like that normally. Um <laughs> Uh, no, but that's a famous filming location. They filmed, uh, that's the X-Mansion in the X-Men movies. Uh-huh. And I think they used it as the Luther Mansion in Smallville and many other things. Um, so uh, his name here, Lucas Lee, is supposed to be a little bit of a riff on Jason Lee, oh. who was a skateboarder turned actor. See, I know a lot of trivia about this movie. That's why it's good that you have Do me you on this commentary. Like, like his? Yeah. Not really. <laughs> I want Jughead's oh. hat from Riverdale. So maybe, ninth but grade. Like, oh my God. Wow. So we're going sequentially through her romantic history. It's not basically. in his nose, but he's famous. Jeez. <laughs> Talking to you, Scott Pilgrim. What do you think about Chris Evans' uh, voice here? He's doing the sort of like uber masculine. I like that. Two minutes to kick your ass. Wow. And he's asking for his autograph. Well, because he's famous. Yeah. And he is famous. Well, yeah, now he's famous. He wasn't He wasn't super famous here yet. He played the Human Torch. And he was in that. By the way, people listening to this, if you haven't seen the movie Cellular from 2004, that's a really, do you agree, yeah, really did, underrated, great movie? Yeah, it was a good movie. And that was that film movie came out after Not Another Teen Movie, and I didn't realize it was still Chris Evans, uh, but before Fantastic Four. And I think I wrote, I wrote a review for, this, for Cellular for the University of South Florida's uh, student newspaper called The Oracle back when that film came out. And even in that, I was like, Chris Evans is amazing. He's really strong in this movie. He's going to be a big star. Probably starting with Fantastic Four next year. Yeah. How does it feel to be right? I know. It feels pretty good to be right. I'm saying he's like literally, he's really great in that movie. And I don't think anybody's even heard of that, really. I don't know what's up with these these like phone-based thrillers that nobody seems to remember. Because I think Cellular is really strong. And then I think Phone Booth is really strong. Which is from 2000, I think 2002. Um, I read, you show me Phone Booth, too. Which is... Also really good, right? Yeah, you've seen, good you've movies, seen a lot man. of movies. I, yeah, I've shown you a lot of movies. So, what do you think of the leather jackets? Leather jackets are in and they'll always be in. I like this like... But faux leather... We don't want to kill animals, though. Faux leather. What I mean is the leather jacket The leather style. style. Okay, good. Yeah. 
Is that like I'll go to the mall and walk down the street and they have these leather jackets. I have a leather jacket. I don't wear it because we live in Florida and it's hot as balls. It's also you need to get it repaired. Well, yeah, but I have another one that's not as nice too. So these, I think these are actually uh, Chris Evans like stuntmen, by the way. Oh wow! How many does he need? I don't. I was just thinking that. I don't know if they're all his real stuntmen, but maybe that main guy in the in the uh, scene prior to this one where they're all kicking Scott's ass. uh, That that guy that he mistook for Lucas Lee. I'm pretty sure that was actually his actual like stunt double, probably that he used that he works with on movies. Oh, it would make sense. So if, if he defeated like him, him, he would Scott would apparently vaporize. But that's actually hilarious. I love his voice here. I wouldn't just walk around talking like that. Hilarious. Oh, that's the coffee he's talking about. Just walking up to an assistant. Yeah, he just walks up to assistant. Wow. So Scott that's... won. I, it would have been nice if they explained the whole fighter thing because you look at him yeah. and you're like. But doesn't it make it more fun and more or like funnier if he's like, oh my god, how did he do that? What the hell? Yes, like but more so, surprising. To also, to establish something. Do these ex even care to get her back? Or it's just because... I don't know. I think it's just like because they maybe they're getting paid by Gideon to do it. I don't know. It's unclear. Because like we're talking about the ninth grade with this guy. It's and basically he's a actor? it's basically all a manifestation. It's basically a metaphor of what I said, but right. um, like to the nth degree, essentially. Feel the wrath of the League of Evil Exes. You don't know about the League? So this is the first time he's hearing about the actual League. So she, she mentioned a little bit about this, the, the, the Exes that he had to battle, but I don't think he had ever heard the term League of Evil Exes before. Wow. I would love to get a beer. By the way, I would love to get a beer with Chris Evans. If Chris know, Evans is listening to this... Would. I would love to just grab have, grab a beer and hang out with you. We don't even talk. We don't even talk about Captain America or anything. You seem like a cool person. And he is our Captain. And, America. And Kai can be there, and Kai can hug you. But that's about it. We're not, in, we're not into that. Like we're not into anything more than that. That's creepy. But he does seem like a cool person. And then he tweets things like. It's uh, so weird. He's like a skater. Did like I? A skateboarder. Did I, I think like, I retweeted. I may have retweeted. Maybe snowboarder. I think I retweeted his like. Happy Fourth of July thing that he did because I'm like, well, I got to. It's Captain America. What the fuck? Um, he just seems like a he seems like a really solid moral person, and that that's that's nice to see because not only is he good looking and talented and playing this character that everyone now like he made Captain <laughs> he America a great face. He does have a great face. He I just said he's he's attractive. No, like not just so. because he's attractive, but like he he's very expressive too. Like, like look at his features and they're very like he's yeah. very strong jaw and cheekbones and just he just has a great. Um, very movie face. He's like Midwestern, isn't he? No, he's Was from it? Massachusetts. Oh, Massachusetts. I thought he was not like, Brooklyn. Okay. Oh no, as yeah, as Civil War implies. Um, no, but he's playing. He made Captain America a like top tier Marvel character. Not before that, doofus. Marvel was just, or Captain America was just like, oh, that doof, that goofball that wears like there's a like 1994 or whatever. Yeah, live action Captain America movie that's like famously bad. That's how people saw Captain America before Chris Evans, like, humanized him, basically. And uh, I think it's interesting now to see, because he's played comic book characters multiple times. I mean, obviously in this. I wonder if he actually reads comic Fantastic books. Fantastic Four. Maybe. I don't know. A lot of these actors, he's, I think, just, or he just, maybe just see it as a career choice or whatever. Well, he's got a great face, like you said. He's good looking and he's like the right age to play heroes. And now he's like, what, late 30s, mid 30s, 38 or something? I just like that he says, I'm I'm playing Captain America, but there's no reason I can't be Captain. He didn't never said this, but I'm projecting. There's no reason he can't be Captain America in his own life. Yeah, well, he, he like I said, his if you look follow Chris Evans on Twitter, 
And I like this has now become a Chris Evans podcast. We're just talking about Chris <laughs> Evans. The movie's happening. We're like, yeah. So seven X's. X's. See, she didn't know about it. Sort of. She's trying to. It's almost like a subtle warning in a way. I wonder if you call that number. You know how a lot of movies, when you have a number on screen, they actually make that like a hotline and you get like some a message from whatever or something? Well, yeah. I wonder if they did that with this movie. Yeah. Well, it's it's not a 5-5. Five, five. Usually, yeah. the, the, the famous thing that movies do is 5-5-5, five, 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 which is not a real area code. So you can avoid that issue. So is he saying he loves her already or something? And you have to let her know if you break out the L word. So basically, this is like... Wallace is giving a dissertation on romance here, which is weird. Pussy wants her to move. Pussy wants him to move out, which is obviously. Yeah, he should though. Yeah, I know. Now watching this now, you've kind of enlightened me. Now I'm like even more so on Wallace's side. What did I'm Wallace like, yeah, do again? How does Scott he is an money? asshole. Wallace is right. You just like you know that scene that that uh, episode of how this is uh, Envy, by the way. Yes. You know that episode okay. of How I Met Your Mother that we reference all the time with the. <laughs> glass shattering mm-hmm. i think you've blown my mind about this movie a little bit now i'm like oh my god poor wallace We're referencing that dick. A lot. oh my god yeah we that... are referencing a lot a lot oh wow look at how cute they are she yeah. looked like she a was doofus nice. too yeah a little bit and then she got she to was be still blonde full of herself and a bitch but she's like is she yeah, like brie really... larson academy award winner brie larson everybody is she like really i mean um what was i gonna say um is she like actually super famous in this movie or something? I think she's supposed to be. Yeah, her character's supposed to be. So he dated or, a famous person too. Well, she soon to be famous. Yeah. Well, I think she might be. She's because she's a, the lead singer of the Clash of Demon Head. I think they might be a Toronto-based band that's like now starting that has just now blown up. Oh. Like Lucas Lee has been like a leading man in many movies as they show. Actually, they had like fake posters <laughs> for Luke, Yeah, that's a famous moment that's in the trailers. Oh, Him jumping out of the window. Um. We <laughs> just back for a coat. Uh, Lucas Lee has been like a famous leading man in a string of movies. Like basically, he's like The Rock or whatever. At that point, look all the X's. By the way, the seven mm-hmm. of them on the signs and on the up top. Well, he's already uh, defeated too. So see now he's like this X is on my jacket. I can't take it. Uh, oh, I'm gonna get my, uh, my my girl May Whitman here in a second. Right now. Already. Yeah. Well, uh, teased you. Te- they tease her, and then she comes back. After the next bad uh, evil X, isn't she based on the the um, b- the Blu-ray? Isn't she like number four? Yeah, she doesn't. She's not. She's not next, but she's yeah. She's oh, is this four. the highlight hair thing? Not yet. That's oh. that's not with her. That's with um, Brandon Routh. We're not there yet. Oh, prepare to die. Obviously, I'm trying to figure. You know how the last couple of cro- crooked commentaries I've done quotes. Why is she so corny? I, I don't know. I love it though. You know, the last couple of commentaries I've done quotes is like the episode title. I'm trying to decide what I want to do for this. Prepare to die, obviously, would be a good one. I have to figure out what I want to do. Why is she even there You're right now? You're not listening to me, but that's okay. No, why is she even there right now? She's pissed with him, and so she's jumping the gun slightly. She knows it's not her turn yet. But she does care. She does want him back. It doesn't want her back. Well, she's bitter for obvious yeah. reasons that you will get into. Yes. Is she supposed to work at like a Starbucks or something? She, basically, yeah, a coffee shop. Well, this is, this is Canada, so it's probably more like a Tim Hortons. Mm. Isn't that basically? Well, Tim Hortons. trying one of those. Oh, things. shit. Oh, God. <laughs> Julie. She's scary. Sorry, I had to go. 
Wow, is this your favorite? supposed to cuss all the time? They beeped it out because of the PG-13 rating. Plus, also, it's funnier. Yeah. To beep. You know how I, you know how I censor myself, too? Well, isn't it? But isn't, don't you think profanity is always funnier when you, you edit it out? Yeah. Never mind how I'm doing it. God. Oh, caramel macchiato. Boom. You took but a look in a mirror before you wreak havoc on another girl. Thank you. Why is she so... Like, Julie's the voice of reason. She's so protective you know, of these women. She's an asshole vigilante, Kai. Sound familiar? So I think who you resonate with, who you connect with the most in this movie is Julie. Like she's she's kind of comes across harsh, but she's keeping it real. It's good that she knew where to find him. That's kind of creepy. She feels bad about the whole uh, Lucas Lee situation. Um, See? Wow, she's already... She's trying oh, to... Yeah. Well, because she's scared that she's going to ruin his life. Like she's hurt other people. Yeah. It, see, this is there's a lot. This is kind of movie's kind of deep, don't you think? It's kind of deep oh, if you think about is. it. Oh, fuck. It's the same picture. It's the same pose that she well, has on the that's poster. That's the idea, Kai. Oh, you're pointing uh, at. She okay. steps out of the. It's almost like she's stepping out of the poster. How can they all know to like meet at the coffee shop? Well, that's weird. Everybody knows to meet at Starbucks here God, in real life. So do we get big hoop earrings like that? You see, he My put goodness. that thing on because she's like, your hair's getting kind of long. He's like, with the hat, with the hat. That was a pretty, really uh, cool editing thing. Oh, 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 yeah, Brandon Ralph. He's next. He's three, and then I guess Roxy's four. Remember, guys, I've only seen this movie once. I know. So. It's all good. That makes this commentary more interesting. If I'm like, yep, this is what's happening, this is what's happening, and you're like, wait, what's happening? I'm like, this, this, and this. And you're like, okay. I wonder if for Marilyn Winstead is happy for Brie Larson she won the Oscar, or if she's jealous that she won the Oscar. No, Elizabeth Winstead's not, like, hurting for work or anything. She's actually, isn't she... She's still with Ewan McGregor. Then they I didn't even know weren't they, they both? They were both married and oh yeah, because right. she was on but Fargo. Now I do not like her as much now. I mean, I don't. I'm not going to judge people's personal lives. It's whatever. But she was on Fargo with him. Fargo right. season what is it? Two, three? I don't even know. Right. I don't watch that show. But I've heard good things. I just I don't watch it not because it seems dumb, but just because I don't watch that many shows. I prefer to bet spend you? my time watching. I mean, that's her well. real hair. That's brown and then a blue wig on top. Possibly, yeah, it might be. It makes it easier, right? Look at this. Who the what the hell is happening with all these gay guys? Do you wow. see this? Yeah, wow. Wallace, Wallace is hooking it up. I don't know whether I should be like judging him and being like, Wallace, you shouldn't be doing that. Or I should be like, respect. Because <laughs> Wallace is like getting it on. SARS. I will think of NVM it's... Adams no more. That was good editing. It was. Swiss. Yeah, see this. Are you appreciating the filmmaking at least? If nothing else, by the end of this commentary, you're going to appreciate this movie a lot more. Maybe. Not maybe not love it like I do, but you'll appreciate it. a gig is a gig is a gig is a gig, as as Stephen still says. For the band, for the band. I don't mean to quote this movie so much, but it's kicked, eminently quotable. I'm surprised nobody's kicked him out yet because he's he's like leaves in the middle of rehearsal and. Do you you're you know what? I get caught up in the storytelling, but you're kind of. You're you're the Julie of real she's life. She's like a stalker, man. Now she is because she's like, I love this guy. What's he? Why is he doing this to me? You know, oh. you're, you're the Julie of the of real life because you're cutting through all this movie, and you're cutting to the the heart of the story, and you're making me realize that Scott's a terrible person even more than I realized, even more than I, I noticed watching this movie. That's a good. That's a that's cool. The little hand, the her handprint on the what? Thing. He she just called her fat. Probably like twenty five. Now she's actually like twenty six. I think supposed to. I be. will say this though. One thing I ap- appreciate about this movie is that 
And, well, about the actress in general, is that Mary Elizabeth Winstead, she's not necessarily, like, a skinny girl. But she's not, you know, obviously she's not chunky, but she's got... She's normal a, body type? She's got a normal body type, you know? Yeah. She, she, um, I mean, I guess. Can you tell by the, this movie? Is she look like is she wearing really tight outfits? No, it's just, like, the... Just... I don't... I'm not trying to, to, to objectify any woman here. Right, But right. she's of got, course. like, she's got thighs, like, and... Um, but she's then just, I, she's just she's like a little bit curvy. Keeping it real, speaking as a man, I think women that are like ludicrously thin are kind of boring, and that's like that's that's not good either. You know, okay, keeping it real again. When we first got together, the pictures you show me of like before we got together, you looked really thin, and I think you're actually more attractive now. Aww, thank you. I mean, I'm biased obviously because I'm like you're more attractive when you were me than you are then. <laughs> But also, like, you know, I've seen pictures of you then, and you were a little bit underweight and that kind of thing. No, I just think that's good. I think that's good that a Mar- Marion Luth Winstead is a little bit more... And she has um, curvy... She's clearly fit. Kind of she's, got an athletic, she's got an athletic body type. Yeah. You've seen 10 Cloverfield yeah. Lane. Which, by the way, she's great in that, Yeah, too. she's got the same... It's Her body type is exactly the same in that movie. It's like nothing changed in, <laughs> in six years. That's so creepy in this part. Um <laughs> So, so we're keying Aww. up. We're leading up to the. How is she even allowed to this place? She's seventeen years old. That's a good. Well, how how did Buffy and Scooby oh Gang get into the hair. bronze? Yeah. Oh, oh now God. she's dating young Neil to make Scott jealous. I don't think he cares though. Not so much. Look who Nice is hanging out with. All right, I because we're recording this in real time, I have to go to the bathroom. So Kai is going to keep talking about what she's watching, <sighs> and she's going to tell you what she thinks of it. Okay. Go ahead, Kai. Okay, that's a lot of pressure. No, it's not. Just keep describing what you're seeing. Well, I like that he's wearing the Zero shirt, as in a Zero album from Smashing Pumpkins. And all the other shirts he was wearing had, like, some type of cartoon uh, comic book character on it. But So that was interesting that for this band, Battle of the Bands, he has on the uh, Another Bands t-shirt. Oh, here we go. We're Brandon Routh, who also played in Superman Returns. With uh, Kate Bosworth, and um, and apparently he's now the Adam on Legends of Tomorrow. And Kevin Spacey is in Superman Returns. We're not talking about him anymore. I like her hair like that with like the two little tiny little pigtails coming up on top. I could never do that. I would feel like I looked like I was twelve, but she doesn't look like she's twelve. Um, why does she seem so mad though? Like she just seems very angry. I don't know. And I wonder if she dyed her hair for this. She probably did, because that looks that looks real. That does not look like a wig. But I don't know. They also have really good wigs. So, um, wow. Yeah, she's got the black dress on her little black dress. LBD. Oh, Rob was right. A uh, female drummer. Um, it's it. So I guess she's like looks like she's kind of playing for him or something. I don't know. And Nice still likes this band, thinks they're good. Or something. Or or she oh yes, or she thinks uh Clash of the Demon Head is good. Um Oh Okay, we're getting in the line that I quoted this afternoon. It's where Rob will quote Scott Pilgrim a lot, and I a lot of times already know what he's quoting because he's seen the movie so many times, even though I've only seen it once. Hello again, friend of a friend. I knew you win. Um so that was Black Sheep by Metric. And that was actually Brie Larson singing in the movie, even though on the album it's, you know, the whoever the lead singer of Metric is, I'm not even sure. Uh, so my, my, my line that I like to quote is on here in this scene. Wow, what the hell is her problem? 
Why is she so mad? Who? Which one? Brie Larson? Envy? Yes. Scott what? and Ramone. So is she mad because he's no longer pining for her anymore? Can I point out that... Yeah, probably. Can I point out she says A, and that's like the only ver- only instance of that like cliche Canadian slang in this movie. And she movie. has this fan that's sitting Scott with Ramone. her. She's terrible too. She has this fan that's sitting with her being like, I love your vlog, and she's just completely ignoring her. What a bitch. Well, but she's supposed to be a bitch. Like that's kind of They look thing. alike, actually. Who? Um, Envy and Ramona. Really? They both have dark brown eyes. Oh, here it goes. And they both have like... Here it goes. What? He just punched a woman. Well, he punched the... What did he punch? Why did he punch her? He's not afraid to hit a girl because he's a rock star. Okay. I don't understand. Why did he punch her again? Because she she had an outburst. He punched the highlights out of her hair. Wow. Did you know that was even a thing you could do? No, I didn't. I don't know the meaning of the word incorrigible. Um, so, yes. Thoughts? But no, I think they look sort of alike. Like Face-wise? I yeah. can see that. Yeah. Like, maybe that's probably look, intentional. Yeah, it is intentional. Oh, by the way, that was apparently a thing that he said cocky cock. Because that's so considered a profanity, I think. Because calling him a cock. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's happened so fast, you don't even notice. And you see that Brandon Routh is wearing the three shirt because he's the third evil ex. So he dated Did her too? Did you catch that? Yeah. I was even thinking, I'm like, wasn't he an ex too? Yeah, that's, that's, he's the evil. And I love, by the way, I, I mean, I realize some people have legitimate health concerns or legitimate lifestyle choices and they, you know, they have a specific diet because of whatever reason that they, you know, feel like they need to, or maybe they medically, look at all three, I see. Uh, Maybe they feel like they medically need to, but I love the fact that this movie kind of pokes fun a little bit, gentle fun at the whole vegan lifestyle, that vegans are just better than most people. Yeah. Just based on sheer willpower, because I don't know. I don't, I don't think I could be vegan. I like cheese too much. Well, there's even said it right there. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. So, I was quoting when did, so, so, so that's the other reason why it's weird, because he went out with her too? He what? went out with, yeah, Ramona, and now he's with Envy. That's so random. I mean, well, yes, but this whole movie is kind of random. Especially knowing that they're Canadians and she's from New York. Unless they explain that too. If you knew the science, maybe I listened to a word you were saying. That's pretty funny. Um, so what do you think about the whole vegan situation where being vegan gives you like like mental powers and stuff? Like, I mean, it's obviously it's like supposed to be like, you know, a parody of the fact that vegans feel like they're better than other people because or or, or whatever. Maybe, maybe, well, maybe I mean, don't, I'll say I'm that saying. the vegans that I've met do act like they are better than other people. Well, there you go. But that's, you know, that's, Look, kissy, kissy again. that's not necessarily true for everybody. Right. But it yeah, is, we're not stereotyping. I'm just saying yeah. the movie's perspective is they're vegans think like they're better than everybody. He punched the moon. For he me. punched wow. a hole in the moon for her. Vegan and Academy, I think there's, I a, there's a scene. It's some, good they're using from the comic book. That's pretty. It's pretty cool. There's um, there's a scene. She's dabbled in being a bitch, by the way, because like, yeah, I can tell. Um, there's this, the, when you see the moon in this movie, it does have uh, the hole punched through the moon or whatever. Um, I think there's actually two holes punched through the moon. Because Scott did in the comic books. Scott punched a hole through the moon as well for not. I don't know if it was Kim or somebody else. I forget. But there's another hole through them. That's another parallel in the comic. The uh, the the punch the the hole through the moon thing. Oh my god. She dusts. She dusts on on Monday. Let me see what's going on here. So I really like this joke. The um, 
the cleaning lady, she cleans up on Monday because she has the weekends off and that whole thing. I like I like jokes that get so deep into themselves that they sort of almost don't become funny, but become like... He said you used to be so nice. Who said that? He, uh, Scott's talking to Envy. Oh. Because you saw the pictures. You're like, they're so oh, cute. Yeah. But they're not anymore. She's... That's what happens when success sometimes. Ego gets to your head and you turn turn your back on every where you came uh, on the people you came from. But look, what Which they part? look alike. Ramona, like and, yeah, it's the like, makeup and the like the they face. They just also have like similar eyes and. I guess yeah. I mean, like I said, that's probably that was probably intentional. Scott has a type, yeah. and knives does not fit that type. I guess right. she's got different features and everything. So here you get a base battle situation going with... He's the bassist of the Clash of Demon Head, and he's the bassist of uh, Sex Bobomb. This is making me want to what listen to the soundtrack. What year did they date? Who? Um, him and Ramona. Scott and... Um, Scott and oh, uh, uh, like junior... Well, no, high school, I think. Because doesn't it follow like chronological? Yeah, like sometime in high school, I think. Um, I think... I don't know how many of these exes. I don't know how many of these exes she. I would think if you're if you're going by, if you're going by like I guess stereotype and cliche, she probably got with Roxy, like college, right? I would assume. So that was like her experimental phase. Maybe she was like 19 or whatever, and then she dated the Kadianagi twins, which we haven't met yet. And then she ended up with Gideon in her like early 20s or mid 20s, because Ramona's supposed to be a little older than Scott. Mm-hmm. I could see that. I think they said in one point she's supposed to be like... I don't know if they say it in this movie or they say it in the comic only. She's supposed to be like 26 and he's like 22. Oh, well, Knives did say... What is, what or, 20, or 24, something like that. She's, like, she's, she's probably she's, older. Like, like 25. 25. Yeah. Um, so she's like 24 or 26. I forget exactly. But she's a little older than him. So she's got more, even more baggage than he does in a way. And why is she fine with him battling for Ramona if they're going out? I think uh, I think because she likes because she's probably because she's jealous with Scott that Scott's moved on and she doesn't like that. You know, no, it's fine are. that she's a. It's I fine mean, that she moved on. Uh, yeah, but are people people are not hypocritical when it comes to romance. Is that what you're saying? Like, oh, I can move on and be with other people, but you can't do that. That's not cool. Right. You just drink half and half, baby. Oh, and wow. you got Thomas Jane and uh, crap. Who's that? Clifton Powell, I think. As the vegan police, Thomas Jane, who played, of course, the uh, the Punisher. Um, But no, it's like, I do have to say that I really respect, really admire people that can be vegans because that's a lot of discipline. I, um, yeah, especially you know, especially if it's some you know, but if it's something important. Clifton, to you. No, Clifton, Clifton Powell. What the hell did I get that from? Clifton Collins Jr. is the other vegan police guy. Why though. would he think chicken is vegan? Because he's an idiot. Yes, exactly. That's well. actually. I mean, Brandon Routh gets a lot of crap because Superman Returns is not that. It's not really that great a movie. I know you've never seen it. We have to show you the Superman movies at some point, like the ones that matter, which are one, two, and Returns. Because three and four are bullshit. Um, but I think he gets he he was actually really good. If you watch Superman one and two, and then Superman Returns, he actually does a pretty good job matching Christopher Reeve's performance as both Clark Kent and Superman. Mm. And uh, I think he's a lot of fun in this film. I haven't seen some of his other like Dylan Dog did a that, that movie that they did, and um, I've only seen some of his work on like Legends and the 
the um, Arrowverse. But I mean, I think he, he got kind of an unfair rap for a while there because Superman Returns didn't succeed. And I don't think it's, you know, I think he was actually bringing his A-game in that movie. It's just more the script that didn't work for me. But you can't really speak to that because you haven't seen that. So here, she calls him her, he calls her Natalie, and she sort of realizes, hey, maybe I'm not being very nice anymore. Yeah, she seems like she's sort of miserable. She's kind of lost her way. A lot of these movies... Yeah. There's Ramona. Yeah, they look... They sell that purse, by the way. If you decide you like Ramona's purse, I'll buy you Ramona's purse. Wow. You're such a busybody. Um, Look, it's pizza. They went to Pizza 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 to get a slice. Well, at least she's around more often, Ramona. Like, in the beginning of the movie, when they when he first met her, she was barely around, and now she's going to his band events and hanging out with him for band practice. That's, yeah. That's nice. Well, he's drinking a Coke Zero. That's kind of his thing. Well, I guess that's kind of... You're, it's true. He's, he really is supposed to be the Zero because he wears a shirt that says Zero. Well, I was saying when you were in the bathroom that, that, that what that Zero was, that looked like that was for Smashy Pumpkin Zero album. Probably. Or the Zero song. Yeah. Because that was the same thing. Well, he, has the, he also wears... Star. That's interesting because he has the SP shirt that he wears that I think is a Smashing Pumpkin because it's his initials. But uh, I think it is a Smashing Pumpkins logo with the heart and the SP. Maybe. I think that is... That's what that's supposed that to be. That's not SCP. Like maybe like Scott Tony Pilgrim. Wow. That's what is it? Stone that's me Stone Temple Pilot. Yes. Right? We all have baggage. Oh, there was a big four in the building when he walked in, by the way. There was a what? A big four. Because oh, we're about to meet Roxy God. Roxy Richter. Richter. Look here, she's starting to try and wake him up a little bit. That about knives, about all his relationships. Uh, we have a low battery on my computer, so I'm gonna go Kai, keep talking. It's funny that he's speaking for everybody on their feelings. Um, I like that she is calling him out, though. Um, and you're seeing Kim sort of like dealing with it still. He wow, purple suited to his is Barney. Sorry, am I blocking you? <laughs> what? That's. That, not, that did not really happen. Which part? For this. That he had to fight 96 guys or something like that, and the one was 80 foot in purple or something? Well, I, I don't remember if that's in the comic, actually. I don't think so. So I he that, wasn't saying to be sarcastic he, or facetious. Actually, I mean, you could read it either way. But he's also been naive in fighting for romances that didn't really make sense in his own way, I guess, is the point. Oh, does she know me? Mm. And then you get another. I mean, can we just point out how great Mae Whitman is in this? She just kind of like she gets such a swagger, doesn't what? she? Uh-huh. It's just a face. You had a sexy face. I meant nothing. Well, honey, I'm a little bit furious. <laughs> That's a great line. Why is she wearing football Mae makeup? Whitman is Mae Whitman is great in this. You don't think so? Not this was nominated. This was nominated for like either Spike Awards or MTV Awards or some shit for best fight. This fight here, I'm pretty sure. Why does she want to fight her? Because she's a girl. Back off, Hasbian. Well, and then Scott has issues with uh, with she's wearing a bikini fighting. Her. Yeah, yeah, I know. Again, representation. 
not really the greatest yeah. when it comes to LGBT. I already pointed that out. That she's just caught up. But you did, did a lot you of stereotypes. At the time when you first watched this movie? Maybe not so much. I'm or more woke now, than yeah. I was seven That's years true. ago. I feel like most of us are. Yeah. Um. So this was 2011, not 2010. This is 2000. No, this, but I didn't see it until 2011. Okay. okay, okay. I think. So my eight year. It came out like August nice. 2010 in theaters. Kick her in the balls! Oh my god. Kick her in the balls. Is that it's supposed to be a snide remark because she's kind of butch? I guess. Maybe. Um. But her weapon is really cool. The belt that's sort of like this whip thing. No? Uh, I don't. Like, I wonder if this is what Gideon had in mind for them to fight. Not necessarily, her? but Scott has a difficulty fighting her. And see, I'm saying... No, not that part. But um, she says that your precious Scott has to defeat me with his own hand. And then um, Scott has issues fighting her because she's a girl. And, and um, so Ramona helps out. This is a league game. Thoughts? Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I don't think I can hit a girl. They're soft. <laughs> this is, but the way she sort of uses him as a weapon is really cool. Look at this. Like the fight choreography here is is legit. Don't don't you think? That's I mean, yeah, it gets kind of ridiculous at some point when they're like flying around and shit in other fights. Yeah, but the and I like the fact that Ramona had a, her own weapon because she had that little hammer that she was fighting—not little hammer, but she had that huge hammer she was fighting with. She's Thor, sort of. She's gonna get an axe if they—they're never making a sequel to this movie because nobody saw it. But if they were, she would get an axe probably next. Yeah, there you go. Do you like her? Do you like her shoes? Spoilers for Avengers: Infinity War. If you for some reason haven't seen it months after it's broken box office. What is with these kicks, man? Like your the legs B- go all the way hold up. Hold on, hold on. Your BF's about to get effed in the B. Thoughts on the line? <laughs> Pretty much everything Roxy says is like genius and how so can't be ridiculous. Yes, exactly. But what do you like? The buy furious? The prepare to die? Obviously, or your or your buy BF's about to get effed in the B. Which do you like of those? The best. I don't know. I mean... I like the by furious I think that's a pretty good line. So stupid. I was just a little by curious Well, I'm a little by furious um, That's kind of great. And she explodes How many coins did he get? Uh, it's usually whatever the number of... Whatever X it is, that number of thousands, so uh, 4,000. This is kind of a dramatic scene here. Um... Um... Yeah, no shit. Ramona? That she doesn't know much about yeah. her? Yeah. Here's the thing. Here's where he says something else that's even like he's really... Being so here, con- he's look, being look, so snide. He, he made this choice. Look, look. Here, this is where he gets really, really shitty. That's kind uh, of a dick move. No? No, no. He's, yeah, he's, he's throwing there. her past in her face. She's like, dude, I told you. I've dabbled in being a bitch. I'm not happy with my past. I'm trying to... Start fresh, and you're gonna throw my throw my shit in my face, right? Yeah, yeah. That's like legit. This is like real. This real shit. It's a ridiculous movie. That's like basically a parody of a lot of different things. But that's a real message. Oh, you just have evil acts waiting to happen. But yeah, yeah no, this is how relationships have to. A new relationship has to battle through all this crap in order to work. That's why so many relationships don't work. I think, you know. Mm-hmm. Whether it's past, like I said, whether it's past relationships or other baggage you bring to it, here's your stupid list. Ah. Caddy and Aggie twins. 
I mean, wouldn't that a band too? Geez, she really has wouldn't a thing that list bands. musicians? That's your thing. Wouldn't that list have been useful, like at the beginning of the movie, not at the, almost the end of the uh, the Evil X, the League of Evil Xs? Ramona dated twins, but we never find out if it's at the same time. So she now he's wearing the four and a half shirt because it's between four and five. Blocking the rock. Um, of a what? Blocking the rock. He said. Um. So he's not nearly as positive as he once was. He was very peppy in the beginning of the movie. Now he's want to take them apart. Now, now he's, he's getting pissed. Now he's, but it's like he's condescending and like patron, you know, and patronizing. Yeah, talking, to, yeah, about her past, but yet he's still fighting for her. So, um, that's good, I guess. I guess that's growth. This is a, I like uh, the line that she has. I think it already happened, where Kim is just like. This sign needs more exclamation points. Wait, when was that? She said a minute ago. She said this sign needs that sign needs more exclamation points because it's like literally sex, cat sex, bomb versus catty doggy twins, whatever, and exclamation points like crazy. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah, I wonder who she's rooting for. And now she's got different hair. What do you, what color did you like better? Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's blue. I think I like her blue. I do hair, too. The best of the blue, green, and like was the first one pink, right? Yeah. Who's she, she talking to? Uh huh. I only did it because I love you. You know that. Uh oh. Douchebag alert. He's an older guy. Yeah. Probably an got older money. Guy also a hipster. Probably like, got money. Like, but if you're gonna cast a hipster, and I, I, I said last last episode that I still, unfortunately, don't judge me, listeners. I still haven't seen Rushmore. But who more? Who's more of a hipster than Jason Schwartzman? So it makes sense that he's like king hipster in this legal League of Evil Exes thing, you know? Yeah, they look like yeah, they look like brothers. That's Caddy, probably Caddy Nagi twins. Yeah, that's probably they're supposed to be the twins. I don't know if they really are twins in real life. No, because that was like maybe I'm those are the they are. whose names came had the same last name. I think. Oh, that's maybe that. It's a toy or something. Oh yeah, yeah. That's pretty much it. Oh no, no, it's different. It's different here, but it's they're credited the same. So mm-hmm. maybe they have slightly different. Maybe they just professionally spell their names slightly mm-hmm. different. It's interesting. See, yeah. Hmm. But yeah, so but the Caddy like it's also a little again not to go back to this, but you know we're living in very woke times. So everything we everything I watch now, especially at this something I've seen so many times and watching it with a couple of glasses of wine in me. Um, representation-wise, it's a little unfortunate that, like, other than Knives, the only people of color in this movie are these two Asian men who don't have a line at all. They like they literally don't speak in this movie. They just do this, like, hit buttons, and they are very techy, which is again sort of an Asian, I guess, stereotype in a way. Um, and then there they they split. Have you heard about this movie getting crap because I don't of these know. things? And not that I no, I haven't actually, but that might be because it came out pre all that, and people are not really, or because it's such a cult classic that the people that love it love it, and the people that don't know about oh, the it. The movie with the dragon. That, see, I told you about the dragon. That's what I remember. I remembered that, and I was like, I gotta see this movie. This is crazy. I gotta watch this again and actually pay attention are to the it. Dragons like throwing up on them or something. And they're breathing fire, I think. On oh, them or something. looks like ice. I like how you see dragons and something come out of your mouth, and you're like, you're, they're vomiting on them. I'm like, no, dragons <laughs> breathe fire. That was That's not how fire. That, works. that was like ice or something. That sounds like a Game of Thrones reference, pre-Game of Thrones. Because there's like an, there's an ice dragon, I think, in there at some point. I don't watch Game of Thrones. How does Thrones, he know? So okay, so... One. Don't judge me. Huh? So, we, like, Gideon is like, he's like an agent or something? 
He well, we Manager? haven't found. Well, we haven't revealed that in the movie yet. But he's G Man. He's the head of the record company that that they win a record label. They win a record deal with if they win the Battle of the Bands. Oh, right. So he's like a big, like you said, he's got money and big wig and stuff. Right. Um, what do you think about the gorilla versus the dragon, double-headed dragon situation here? That's pretty good. The it's pretty cool, are right? More scary to me than monk, a gorilla. Yeah, but the gorilla like strangles the dragons or whatever here. It's an interesting, uh, it's interesting CGI, you know, like to. It's supposed to be animated. It's supposed to look animated, and it, and it does. But that's just an interesting idea. Be like, yeah, we're gonna have a battle of the amps. Yeah. Uh, it sort of reminds me the CG there where they're sort of translucent but not really. It's, it kind of reminds me a little bit of the 2016 Ghostbusters actually, because it was also uh, in a concert scene. It was a big ghost on Leslie Jones' shoulders. Remember? Yeah. He's like, I'm tired. I'm going home. Right. <laughs> that part. Oh, he's getting a life, which is a great play on words. I, I like all the. I will take all the puns I can get. But you notice that the 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 point total went up from five thousand to six thousand because they were. A evil X is five and six. And that's why he gets one up, two, because he defeated two at the same I time. I guess, yeah, maybe. Yeah. And Aww. there's knives, and she's still sad, but also, she's moved past it. She's just trying to be supportive now. Wow. What a sweet person. Yeah, I know. He's not. Well, how do you feel? Do you, do you know the original ending of this movie? He was going to end up with knives, and people were like, yeah. that's bullshit. How do you feel? I think I don't think he should have ended up with knives. I think knives. Wallace said in the beginning of the movie, wives, not wives. Spoilers. Uh, no, no spoilers or anything. Uh, knives is too good for him. I think knives has a whole her whole life ahead of her, and I don't think she needs to be with a guy like this that has shit he needs to work through. I think Ramona's a much better fit for him because they both have shit they need to work through, and he's in lesbians with her. She just said. You know? Yeah, so that, yeah, but that doesn't really make any sense. Though. Well, he said the wrong L word. That's what he's... Um, he meant a different L word. Oh, right? no. That's right. He's going to... Oh, God. Ew. <laughs> she totally... Tell the people how you feel. No, it's just... Oh, man. And That's then they play, the bad news. And then they play Rolling Under My Thumb. Oh, the math. I think it's playing like right now in the movie, right. actually. I have it muted, so you can't tell. Yeah. Um, Music to my ear holes. So they're going to sign him anyway? He was peed. That's funny. Uh, yes. Oh. Right now for a three-album contract. Why is he even doing that? Because he wants to prove he's not such a bad guy after all. Right. Well. Um, Steven's signing it. Oh, douche in charge? Isn't the abbreviation for that, dick? Ah, uh, that's true. Gotta keep your mind. Don't let what's past ruin your future. That's a, that seems like the moral of the movie in a way, doesn't it? You know, some movies have a line of dialogue that basically elaborates the, the basically encapsulates the theme. I feel like that's the line of the movie. That's like basically the message this movie's trying to send you, as far as the story, the story between Ramona and Scott. Don't let what don't let what's don't see too many, too much wine. Don't let what's past ruin your future. That's the line of the movie. That's the mo- that's the message of this whole thing. Yeah, the ridiculous video game, indie rock, comic book movie has a message to me. And I think that's why I like it so much. Do you think he really wanted her back or just wanted to win? Maybe both. And uh, if he can have both, I think he'll take it. He was in a really dark place. Yeah. He put together a League of Alexis. Okay, so... Yes. I remember he fights Gideon. So Neil took over for Scott. Scott's like, I can't be part of the band with this douche in charge. And young Neil's like, 
I know how to play bass. Young Neil, like the roadie or something? Yeah. And he just realized he said lesbians. Oh. So he's sad. So he's walking sadly in the snow to the sad Hulk music. It's too bad he just not playing that song from the other guys. We're so, so sad. I'm so sad. So very, very sad. So sad. Jeez, you think they get that much snow in Toronto? Yeah, probably. Wow. And I don't know if this is accurate, but... Ramona said earlier in the movie, she's like, this is crazy. Isn't it like April? So I don't oh. know if it, that gets that cold in April. I don't know. Oh, oh, this is a great line when she says, uh, do you really see a future with this girl? And he's like, what does he say, Kai? Um, like with jetpacks? I, I don't remember what he says. She literally just, you could have just read oh, the like, screen. Oh, like with jetpacks. Oh, so he, okay. Too much wine for Kai, too. Okay, got it. So you're going by what he really said. Got it. And the thing is, it's funny. She calls him little brother. She's younger than he is. But she's wiser than he is, so it makes sense that she calls him little brother in that way. Oh. Anna, oh, by the way, Anna, and I guess I should, just for trivia purposes, I should mention, Anna Kendrick did end up dating Edgar, Edgar Wright, I guess, during or after this movie. Oh, yeah. I for I don't that. know how long. I, well, you heard about it because I told you, probably. Oh, yeah. Maybe. I don't know how long that relationship work, you know, lasted, but it's kind of interesting that on the set of this movie that something happened with that. With the two of them. Isn't he much, much older than her? He, uh, yeah, I think she's like maybe early 20s at this point, and he was like late 30s or something. No. He's not that, that old. He's not like not a 60-year-old like man or something. Yeah. Even now, I think he might be like 40s something. Hold on, let me find out. I'll find out. Hold on, everybody. That must be nice but to be making really. movies in your 30s. Yeah, well, I mean, God, why? Jeez, Wallace really wants him out. He must have Scott really must have pissed him off so at this point. Edgar Wright's nineteen seventy four. So oh, okay. So mm-hmm. he's forty, like forty four. Yeah. Okay, forty four. Okay. And then Anna Kendrick's like what, almost thirty now, probably. Yeah. Anna Kendrick is thirty three, nineteen eighty five. Okay. We're going to be thirty three in next month, August 9th. So okay, so yeah, so about a dozen years difference. That's not like crazy old. It's not like, you know, like, she could be my dad or something crazy like that. Which, whatever. It's their business. Yeah, I'm just yeah, saying. No. Yeah. I'm not judging. I'm just, you know, whatever. Um, here's Ramona and Gideon. Oh, and I like this joke. Yeah. <laughs> Scott screams and it's because he, he uh, what did he do? He burns his toe or something. He spilled hot cocoa on his crotch. That's funny. And she's totally in a trance, which I guess is the whole point. Well, they, well, they get, and that's the other metaphor that like ex people, when you're in an abusive relationship, so the, so it goes, you sort of like... Abusive relationship? This is emotionally abusive, doesn't you think? This seems like it's sort of emotionally abusive in a way. I haven't seen enough yet. Well, she's clearly shouldn't not happy with him, doesn't belong with him, and yet he's got her his, her, his hooks in her. So in a way, it feels like it's sort of, she feels less than when she's with him. So in that way, doesn't it feel sort of like it's not very empowering for her? Yeah. Okay. Good not emotionally, like he's hitting her or something like that. Emotionally, is it? Not not emotionally like that. You know, not abusive yeah, in that way. I mean. Yeah. Okay. Um. But it's like you kind of you return to what's familiar, even though you know what you shouldn't. In a way, I mean that's a very common thing with you know people in relationships I'm, just, I mean, I'm not i'm not dr drew i'm not trying to relation you know lecture people on relationships i'm just that seems what the like what the movie's playing off of Ugh. i love that the second pass- password is Ugh. cool wow <laughs> yeah because it seems like he's so indifferent they're like whatever oh. they're like that's still rock and roll i guess you get to go into the chaos theater first album is much better than the first album <laughs> um and then when oh he comes God, back they're so like so, hokey 
So yeah. you remember when they come back? They look just in the pussycat style to tie oh back into God. our previous episode when we talked about that. What sellouts? They look like they look like literally like pilgrims with the white and black a little bit, which is kind of funny. Huh. Hey, uh, welcome to the Kayas Theater. Um, but we see when they co- when they come back and he and he enters Scott enters Como actually says, "Oh, the movie is much better. The comic book's much better than the movie, or something like that." Oh, Did, uh, I didn't see that. He didn't say it yet. That's he when he came in. Now he said, "Oh, the first album is much better than the first album," which is a great line. But when he comes, and Scott. So Scott has his extra spoilers. If you're listening to this commentary, Jesus, Jesus Christ, I hope you've seen the movie before because we're ruining it for you. Uh, and you need to actually watch and listen to it like as intended. Uh, plus, there's no use of spilling, uh, crying over spilt Coke. But also, uh, Scott has his extra life. So he actually gets to, he gets, spoilers, killed and uh, returns to do this again. Do you remember any of this? Right. Yeah, I remember. Okay, okay. Oh, I don't expect you to. It's been seven years, according to you. Yes, that's true. It's a true story. It's just so crazy that Gideon would be able to beat him in the first place. Gideon's actually pretty badass when it comes to Scott Earn, the power of love. But you know what's more powerful than the power of love, Kai? What? The power of self-respect. Mm-hmm. Well, it's we'll like also, is he only in love with her because he defeated her exes some of her baggage maybe he feels for her and that she's trying to be a better person and all her stuff she's trying to get move past she's flicked know? him off i know i'm glad you caught that she totally did good job wow here's another here's another crazy action scene right here oh but is it really gideon that's gonna fight him well and not yet when he comes back i think or wait no no gideon's the one that kills him oh which i wouldn't expect look and they're all exploding into coins I don't care. Even if you hate this movie, the action in this movie is pretty good. When they when they fight, it's really, don't you think? Yeah. This is like cool. some crazy Matrix shit happening here. But about Michael Sarah, though, so we were talking when this movie first started that right. he so he was a lead in a couple movies. He's just like not leads in movies anymore. Yeah, I know. What happened with he that? Used to be in movies. Now she's not in movies anymore. Just like Gina Davis. Is that Second. what you're saying? That's the third Family Guy reference. Is it the third? Well. Oh, you're talking the about before one, when the, the prom night dumpster one, baby? Yeah, was, well, that was before we recorded that I was like, I had prom night dumpster baby and I was watching that on YouTube. Uh, yeah, I guess. He was in Molly's game as oh, yeah. Player X. I mean, Tobey right. Maguire. I mean, Player X. He was in the lead, though. And yeah, he's only been in like, uh, yeah. Well, he played Robin in the Lego Batman movie. I forgot that. That's true. Oh, man. He's great in that, too. Maybe it's hard when you get fly, in Hollywood. Fly, um, to like be a lead constantly. I don't know. Well, I, I think he may have burnt out with in 2009, 2010, around there. Like we were saying, I think he did what? a bunch of movies That's back so to back insulting. to back. Kung Pao Chicken? That's horrible. Well, I don't think you're supposed to really think Gideon's a good person. Oh. You barked a heart that broke mine. How do, you, how do you feel about the fact that Knives apparently also fights really well? And is pissed with Ramona. It's cool, and I like that she's knives. Like you think, her name. Yeah, I think that's the idea. And I like that the fact well, that... The, well, it seems like Ramona fights pretty well, too. She does. Well, everybody in this movie fights really, really well. Um, yes. He's not as flexible, though. Like, he's not like Roxy Gideon? or... He's not like Roxy or uh, Ramona where his leg can go all the way up in front of his face. That's true. Well, he's wearing a suit. I would imagine that would limit your flexibility, too. I guess. Um, I like the fact that the movie, I was going to say, recognizes that Knives' anger is very much misplaced. 
and that Ramona didn't have anything to do. Ramona didn't steal Scott, didn't like... It's The movie sort of, here at this point, is kind of commenting on the whole woman versus woman thing, where it's basically literally a cat fight, which is like, you stole my man! Bullshit. And then Scott comes in and he's like, I, you know, stop it, nobody stole anybody. I dated you and then I dated Ramona. Maybe I forgot to tell Knives that that was going on, but... And so Scott's starting to own up to, okay, I didn't, you know, I hurt your feelings. Maybe I didn't mean to, but I, I guess I did. And, you know, maybe I shouldn't be an asshole to women in the future. <laughs> That's kind of what this movie's about. It's about a dude who's kind of an asshole to women. And him realizing, maybe I shouldn't be an asshole to women. I should actually respect them like normal human, like real, like actual human beings, shockingly enough. Well, that was easy, man. He was distracting. Game over. Wow. Does that sound like pretty much like Scott Ar- Scott's arc in this movie? The whole women thing that I just yeah, said? definitely. And I think that's a message a lot of guys could learn from. Uh, probably a lot of guys, ironically, that really liked this movie and didn't you know look that deeply into it. We were mentioning cactuses early. Cactus yeah, early there is today, true. There yeah, they are. Dying's gotta suck. Good point. So I guess we're back in that subspace highway in his head. Yeah. But she, okay, so she's not wearing green with her green hair. Mm-mm. I was mistaken. You were. She wasn't. She's not wearing green. She's wearing the same outfit here as she is in the real world. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think so too. It was her. She was obsessed with Gideon. Ugh. She was crazy about him, and, and he ignored her. What is that? Sounds. Does that sound like it makes sense to you? It does. So did she dump him, or she just, um, you yes. know, I don't know. I'm just listening to what she, I'm she reading did. what she's saying. She has that way. He has this way of getting into her head, which is the literally the thing in her. He has like a chip in her in her thing that gets inside her head. Meta. That is evil. Exactly. Exactly. See, now you're getting it. It like textualizes things that were norm- would normally be subtext. And it's like, oh, getting way of getting set in her head. No, literally into her head. It's got a fucking chip on her head on the back of her neck. Oh, she disappeared. What do you like think? Maybe not the... Whoa, spoilers. Maybe, maybe... Uh, see, so what do you think about this moment where she's like, maybe I'm not who you should have been fighting for. He should be fighting for himself. That's, I think, what she's saying, right? The power of self-respect is what I'm saying. When he comes in, she's like, um, he comes in in a minute and he tells Gideon, he's like, he's like, I want to fight you, whatever. And he's just like, you want to fight me for her? And he's like, no, I want to fight you for me. Scott earned the power of self-respect. That happens in a second here. Your hair looks stupid. I didn't have to punch people, jeez. He's like, fuck you, I'm on a mission. Scott's on a mission. What? It's just the comic book's better than the movie, see? Um. So. Como's lines are great. Aww. <laughs> so. Oh, nice. To, com- to contextualize Kai's awe, Scott's coming in and telling everybody in the band everything that they, he, he should have been telling them the whole time that the lineup's much better. You sound much better without me. Kim, I'm sorry I hurt you. Young Neil, you're doing a great job on bass, blah, blah, blah. This club sucks. You're pretentious. I've got beef. Let's do it. Yeah, in case you guys did not have subtitles on, that's what it says. I know, I know. I'm just making sure that they know what you're all reacting to because you're just going on reacting. 
And I wanted to just elaborate in there. Just the power of self-respect. Wow. Because he doesn't have... That's part of why he's so awkward, I think, throughout the movie. He doesn't have self-respect. He's just kind of like, well, whatever. You know? Yeah. The Vermont doesn't self-respect We are here to watch Scott Pilgrim kick your teeth in. One, two, three, four. And they speed through this a lot faster than last time because we've seen it already. Um, So here you go. You get the battle with the two of them. Well, Gideon basically cheated the first time. He was just... Scott was distracted, apologizing to Ramona and... Nice. He cheated on both of them. Yep. (laughs) You dick. Uh, There goes the 7,000 coins. What? Nice. She's still coming out. She's still mad. Yeah, she is. Taste my steel. No. Oh. She's really hard up on calling Ramona yeah, fat. What is that? What is up with that? See, Scott's mm-hmm. taking responsibility, finally. There you go. I cheated on both of you. I'm really sorry. Thank you, you fucking asshole. You're not a fat ass. She didn't mean that. Well, no, you're not a fat ass. Guy, is she a fat ass? No. You were commenting on her body earlier, so. No. It's uh, interesting. We're on a... We're on a Commentary and the woman is the woman coming is the one commenting on other women's bodies. I thought he died. Oh, okay. Where did he get the gum from? Again, you always need gum. Wrong uh, move, baby. Oh, he's got a combo move. Oh, like Mortal Kombat. I guess, or I make any video game ever. Look at all his things are times seven, of course, because he's the seventh evil X. 700 uh, points, 700, yeah, see. Do you like his blazer? I, I guess. I don't know. White blazer is a little much. That does see, I mean, Scott called him pretentious. I think that's pretty accurate with the white blazer. When you say? That's pretty yeah, pretentious. Sort of. Right, with the white. The I mean, red white and the with white. The, the, and the yeah. black tie with the, the, his little GGG logo. Oh, God. You this is, oh, man. We both this all the time. I used to. It's going to be my injector's track for seven years. Do you know how long it took putting together the stupid league? Okay. What? Seven years? No, two hours. Oh. Hadn't gotten there yet. Which is the, oh, yeah, we're getting there in a second. Which is the joke, because that's not that long of a time. Oh. And she's blanking like a, like, a, like a video game character would if they're like close to running out of life. You right. know? But doesn't Ramona jump in now? Because she looks like she's about to. Oh, she's going to say to him, she's going to, well, she's going to. Turn the tables on Gideon in a second. I don't want to spoil it. Knives, or Scott's uh, sword just went poof. Whoa. Gideon looks kind of crazy right there with the he hair does. and shit. The blue That's eyes. what they showed in the mid. That the- is in the menu for the Blu-ray. Oh God! Still my girl. Oh man! Watch, wait, watch it. Remember this thing? Remember what she says? Uh-huh. <laughs> and then they basically tag team him on this guy. Oh, look at that! Bad. Oh bad, my God! Bad. <gasps> He had a girl? He, like his ex? Like Brandon Routh did, but only oh. more so. He like kicked her in the stomach and that's, shit. Now that's Downstairs. Physically, that's, now that's physically abusive. And you see how the... Yeah, see? And the movie's like, bad, bad, bad. Here, Whoa. so I like the fact that Knives and Scott both like double team on his ass. Boom, 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 Oh, God. This is when it... It's like, spastic too much? It's too much... Quest- well, that's why you stopped watching Glee. You're like, oh, all the fast cutting during the musical numbers. I can't take it. Yeah, well, that was one of the reasons. Well, and the show kind of got stupid in season uh-huh. four and beyond, especially. God, they must have had so many stunt doubles for this movie. Well, it's uh, plus CG. 
I'm sure, that's most of the sixty million dollars probably went to CG. None of these people exactly made like twenty million dollars on or anything. I don't think Michael Sarah like really rocked that much of it. Chris Evans may have taken some of it. I don't think so. No. No, Chris Evans didn't even make that much for Captain America. He's not even in that movie, this movie, that much. That's true. He's only in a, like what ten minute segment, maybe. To start to form this stupid league, two hours. Yeah, you put too. You put a lot of this stuff. Oh, what was the other thing he said? What was the other thing he said? It was like the acoustics in here are amazing. Remember that? We must have missed that. I didn't even catch that line. It went right oh, past I us. I think so. I'm what's happening. I'm blowing up right now. I remember when you quoted that at our uh, wedding reception, like in the, the acoustics in, our house, in here are amazing. In our house upstairs, oh, I remember. A wedding reception? Like with the family and friends and stuff. It's our house. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, after the the next day after the wedding? Yeah. That wasn't the wedding reception. The wedding well, reception is at the after. What do you call that? The though? wedding reception is after the. Well, I know, but what do you here, call it? When Kai, who's been married for years, here's the, how this works: you have a wedding, and then afterward you have a party. Sometimes at a different location. Sometimes in the so, same. So okay, so it was like, and a that's where party. the cake is, and then when people dance, okay. that's called the wedding. So it was like reception. a wedding party. I, I mean, I guess okay. it's just people checking out our house afterwards at the next day. It was day. fun though, but that's when you said it. Okay. I guess. All right. Cool. So now Gideon blew up into coins. Cool. So it's supposed to be like $7,000 worth in coins. I guess so. And I like how Kim's like, there goes our deal. And you're like, like, oh, man. Like it's like, scarf. no, there goes our deal. They're getting all the coins. Uh, knife scarf? Yeah, I guess. It's cool. I'm not a big scarf guy. I live in, we live in Florida. I don't think anybody here is a big scarf person. Mm. You can defeat me, Scott. But can his... you defeat yourself? I would say I would save his son. His he last nigga, Scott. Uh, Oh, that's right. You did remember Negascott, you said. So, yeah. I... An hour and a half ago or yeah, whatever, know, you said you remember Negascott. Negascott, which is a rep, obviously a throwback to uh, Ninja Ninja Revolution. But he's like, basically here he has to face himself and what he's done and who he is for himself. And nobody can help him do it. And he has to. you have to square that within yourself, who you are. I want to see know. Ramona's Nega, Ramona. Look, look. Oh. <laughs> so he defeated him, I guess. Uh, they became friends. Huh. What happened? <laughs> Brunch. I think I've seen some people say that, like, if Negascott is supposed to be opposite Scott, and Negascott's a really nice guy, what does it say about actual Scott? I don't know. Uh oh, he's not going to want to get his hair cut now. Um, so, do you think, would you have preferred. Scott and, and Knives instead of Scott and Ramona? I don't know. I don't think so. Think you agree with me, right? Yeah. Scott should be with somebody just as messed up as he is instead yeah. of someone who's naive and... He fought all those people for her. And that's what, that's what Knives said. Or says in about a minute here. The past keeps catching Aww. up. Aw, poor Ramona. It doesn't seem like he wants to be with the Knives anyway, though, from that scene. She's... He's just... She also feels bad about Knives being hurt, too. She said, I don't mean just you. Um. Aw. What? That's nice. Wait, being the nicest part? guy I ever dated. And then what does he say? That's kind of sad. Because he's not very and nice. And she's like, that is kind of sad. Well, it's also because she hasn't, she, made, she, hasn't dated, she hasn't dated very many nice people. Because she's been attracted to the wrong people. Bye and stuff. 
I say that too, don't I? Like blah 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 and stuff. Don't I do that sometimes? No. Not as much. Not as much. Not, I used to. When I used to watch this movie much more often, it was in my head a lot. You've been fighting for her all along. So so you think the movie made the right choice in having him go after Ramona? Yeah, I think so. I think I mean, so too. She's only seven she I mean, she's seventeen. She'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. She'll get over it. She'll be like, Yeah, she's too cool for you anyway, sort of. Aw. So innocent and sweet. I know, right? She's a good person. I mean, even though she has her little like stalkery meltdown for part of the movie. Um, so the test audience did not like him and knives. I think so. Is that I, what happened in the comics? I forget now. I need to go back and check on that, but I'm not going to do it right now. Maybe we could try again. He's get one. He has one up. Well, he did, but well, now he he's... used it. But now, it, what's happens at the end of a video game when you go to an arcade? She looks. See, Mary Elizabeth Winstead looks like really moved by this. She's like, I guess she's not used to men, like, sticking with her. She's used to men just being like, fuck you. Or, like, her being like, fuck you to them. Yeah. She's not used well. to someone being like, you know, you know you're worth it. I'm going to stick it out. Let's work it out. Aw. And that kind of thing. And look, the door and, like, the landscape. That's a really, pretty, that's a really beautiful shot. And the sentiment here about continue, four, three, two, one. That they're going to metaphorically put an extra quarter in there and try and make that relationship work. And work through all their individual crap. Isn't that kind of isn't that kind of a beautiful message? I guess. Yeah. No, it is. No, it is. It's just ah, oh, the movie just takes a lot out of you because it's like so much. Yeah. Okay. So, what are your thoughts now watching this again, the second time? I mean, muted without sound. It's better with sound, obviously. But what was, what was your uh, what was the experience like? Did you have appreciate the movie a little more? Do you still think it's stupid or whatever you thought it was? Yeah, I appreciate the movie more now than I did. did, did I, do I explain my, my thought process a little bit more as while we're watching it? I'm like, this is the theme. Of the, I mean, I've been telling you that, but now you haven't seen it. No. No, it's... I see it. No, I, I, it's cute. It's just it's just a lot. I, I, yeah, I mean, I get it. It's, it's, really, it's, not for, it's not for everybody because it is very manic. But Pix- the lesson... Pixie Dream Girl. Right. That too. Yeah. So this was fun. I'm glad we did this. I'm glad we watched this. I've been nagging you for months to like years? months, years. Has it been years? I feel like it's been years. I've been telling, I've been nagging Kai forever to do this commentary to talk about Scott Pilgrim versus the world. So I'm glad we finally did it. So overall, you you uh, you appreciate the movie more than you did. And uh, is it a film you would recommend to people in general who haven't seen it? I mean, obviously, if people listen to this commentary, they probably have seen it before, or maybe they're listening to this without having seen the movie. I wouldn't. The only reason I wouldn't recommend it to people is because I feel like they would feel the same way I did initially. Depends on their taste in movies, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I think that it would be, for some people, it would just be too much. And they'd be like, okay, that was horrible. Like, I don't want to be known as having horrible recommendations. <laughs> nice. So it's so what you're saying is it's a, it's, a, it's a solid movie for a certain specific audience, but you wouldn't want to recommend it to most people because you don't want to tarnish your, your movie recommendation track record. It's like referring somebody to a job and they suck. Yeah. And uh, forever the employer It reflects like, poorly on you. Exactly. I see what you're saying. All right. Well, any closing thoughts, Scott Pilgrim? What would you give this movie overall? I mean, I give it a five out of five, oh, but I, I love this movie, obviously. I have to check my letterbox, but I guess right now today, after watching this, I'll give it a three and a half. All right. That's fine, I guess. I, I'm oh, very uh, specific. I'm three and a half and four. Yeah, you don't usually. give five to anything, really. Very rarely. Office space or not Maybe. even that. <laughs> Maybe not even. Clueless. Not even that. I don't know. Wow, Shawshank. What I are your favorite I movies? To, I have to look at my. Down with love. I don't I know. We'll talk about box, it. We'll talk about it off air. 
So that's all we have for now. If you like what we're doing here, please consider contributing to our Patreon page. I can't even talk. I was all the wine. At patreon.com slash crookedtable. You can also rate and review the Crooked Table podcast on iTunes to help others find the show. Find me, Robert Dennis Jr., on Twitter at Crooked Table. And you can find me, Kai, at uh, on Twitter at Valky LLC, as well as I also have a YouTube channel that's all about being inspiring on uh, Kayana's YouTube channel. Wow, it's self-explanatory, isn't it? At the Valky LLC, I notice you keep forgetting the, and I think you have the as your. Twitter oh handle. yeah, you're right. So I just want maybe that's to make why sure. no one found me. Maybe that's a good point. So there you go. So at, the at the Valky LLC. LLC. Of course, you can find more podcasts, reviews, videos, and other movie-related goodies at CrookedTable.com. Oh, there's the end, just as we were talking. We just let the credits roll, and there's like an animated Scott Pilgrim crushing the the end at the very end of the credits. Uh, we'll have to do another Crooked Tom commentary at some point. But uh, nice choice. It, it, yeah, dun, dun, dun. we'll start figuring out what you want to do. We can do this again. Get another bottle of wine and start watch another watch another movie and just talk about it. Uh, until next episode, I've I've been Rob and I'm Kai. We'll catch you around the table next week. Roll credits. This has been a production of CrookedTable.com. All rights reserved. That's the yard of a little KED.